And now, introducing the man who was disappointed to be rebuffed from the National Archives Museum during his recent trip to D.C. after devising a plan for National Treasure 3 where he'd steal the Declaration of Independence and replace it with a document of equal importance, his preseason NFL power rankings in what he called the perfect crime. When asked why he decided to buy a boat, his response was short and sweet as he resolved to, quote, finally meet Michael Jordan one way or another, unquote, as maritime laws or international waters should supersede that pesky restraining order. He is Glenn Clark. Uh, Glenn Clark. Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Kyle Ottenheimer. I'll just do that for you. Glenn Clark. You couldn't do I was about to say I was going to do it. I said I would I do got it. it. Don't worry about you it. You didn't have to. I, I it's better yes. for me to leave yes. than for you to leave. Yeah, correct, but five minutes ago you could have done that, and you didn't. Because? Because I forgot, Glenn. That's the, that, you, you act like it's some shameful thing that you have to acknowledge that you did the wrong thing. I was thing. prepared to do it in a second. Yes, after the show started and you put the wrong sponsor up. Well, Come on, <laughs> let's let's not this thing where you're like I didn't do anything wrong. You did. You did something wrong. It's fine. Life goes on. This is always easy. You know what I'm about to do? I'm going to acknowledge what I did wrong. This thing where we're afraid to acknowledge what we did wrong is 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 really problematic, and it ain't just you. I'm very aware of that. It's an entire generation of people. And frankly, it's more than just an entire generation of people because like, it also includes a lot of people. When you screw up, just say, I screwed up. Not shamed. I'm, I'm, I effed up. It happened. This morning, my wife walks to me and says, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I will be right back. Please don't lock the door. And of course, because it's Pavlovian... Every time I leave the house, I lock the door. Every time. Because I have to. Because that's the way that it works. When you leave the house, you lock your door. So it's a natural instinct. I'm getting out of the house, the f- literally lock the door. You don't even, there's no brain thought process. There's no, your brain is off. It's just what you do every time. I'm leaving, I better lock the door. Not 10 minutes after my wife had said, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. Please don't lock the door. So that phone call was pleasant. I got the old, uh, hello. You guys don't have like a spare key somewhere, like hidden? We did, and then we had to give it to somebody for some reason. Uh, when, uh, when, we had, when we were gone, we had someone watching the dog, or watching, yeah, someone watching the dog, but somebody had to come to the house to pick, I don't remember, there was some something that my wife needed, but th- this person had the key. She hasn't gotten it back. That's on her. That's on her. That part is on her. But in fairness, I can't, I can't get out of this. She literally said to me, I'm going to walk the dog. Please don't lock the door. I, I remember her saying, I re- it's not even like I was half asleep and not really there. And Sometimes she said, like, she'll literally come wake me up at, like, 7 in the morning. She'll be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. And then she'll be mad at me later on the day that I forgot the thing that she told me when she woke me up at 7 o'clock to tell me something. And I'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. That one's not on me. I'm not awake. At which point are you, you awake? When, when I you- wake up, when my alarm goes off. Anything after that, that's fair game. You come wake me up at 7 a.m. I'm not actually awake. My, it's just a, uh, you know, it's, you're in a malaise. You're a zombie in those moments. Like, that's what it is. She 
didn't do that. I'm, I can't be mad at her. She came in. She said, hey, I'm going for uh, to walk the dog. Please don't lock the door. I acknowledged it. I said, okay. I might not have I mean, I've been paying full attention. I might have been thinking about like whatever thing we were trying to work on for today's show or whatever it was. But I definitely remember her saying it. One thousand percent. I can't even debate it. I can't get out of it in any way. I effed up. It's on me. So I had to turn around, I had to come back, I had to unlock the door, and I wandered into the studio about 9.58 this morning because of it. That's on me. Could have answered when I called. Well, I was walking in the door at that point. I was I, worried about you. Yeah, were you, though? I was like, well, you, I'm afraid he might have been the, the, the traffic. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, uh, I, I walked in the door at that point. I screwed up. That's the way it goes. I acknowledge that. I effed up. My wife said, don't lock the door. I did it. It's just a natural reaction that you have to lock the door, and I did it, and I knew, and I, my, I just didn't think in that moment. I screwed up. It's on me. I had to apologize to my wife. It's that simple. And it's the same way. When you screw up, the thing where you get really infuriated, I, why, why, no, no, just stop. I'm not upset about up. it. I did mess up. Yes. I'm more, I, was, I said before the show started, Yes. I will print it. I will th- fix th- it. I will remedy the problem. That's not the problem. You didn't have to go and do it yourself. That's you were, not the problem. We do a thing here where I introduce you, uh-huh. and then you're there to talk. Right, correct. I'm very aware, but I had to go print the log because you hadn't done oh that. I was prepared to do it. Right, the thing that you should have done five minutes before. Oh, my goodness. And put up the wrong thing because of. <sighs> yeah, th- those are the Stop, stop. This is the problem. You're trying to defend yourself over something there's no defense for. There's no defense. Yes, I screwed up. That's it. And then we move on and life is good. It's the thing where for seven years you've never wanted to acknowledge when you screw up. You just want it to be nothing. There's like, I never make mistakes. People make mistakes. It happens. You just acknowledge that. And you say, I screwed up. And then you move forward. I, you're, you're 30 years old at this point. This shouldn't still be a thing. Like It's not hard. I'm 30, I'm damn near 40 at this point. And I learned at some point, just acknowledge when you screw up. I screwed up. This morning, I screwed up, period. I screwed up. And because of it, I wasn't here until 9.58 this morning, which I hate. I hate that. That is unprofessional. I'm, I'm mad at myself for what occurred this morning. My wife can live. She'll be, she'll be fine. She had to stand outside for a couple minutes. It ain't 1,000 degrees yet. Not yet. It might be. I don't even know if the weather is going to be like it's today. It's supposed to be pretty hot today. I'm going down to D.C. for some more tennis today, so great. Did um, you miss Nadal losing last night? Oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about that either. Why did you miss it? Well, I, had, yeah, I couldn't go yesterday. I had a couple of work-related things that I, couldn't, I could not go. Thursday was never an option for me. I was so going Wednesday. you didn't Wednesday. Get to see him play at all, right? Oh, yeah. Didn't get to see him play at all. I'm not going to remind my friend about that for the rest of his life. A buddy that came to town for Arizona. One of my best friends. I mean, like, the, the do you think attendance is going to be just down now? Oh, right now. I just checked to see uh, our buddy. I'm, I'm going to see our friend Ron Owings Mills today down at the tent. He's been there all week. Um, I just checked, just just because this is the type of thing that interests me. Because you couldn't get in. There was not a get in available on Wednesday when Rafael Nadal was playing for the first time in D.C. on Wednesday night. You couldn't get in. For when I checked it, it was say it was three hundred dollars was the number. And for example, let me pull up. So he would have been playing tonight. They would have obviously put him in a, a in a seven o'clock match. So now you can get a get in for tonight's session for thirty dollars. Thirty dollars to get in tonight on Stump Hub. Yeah, it's a significant difference. 
Raphael Nadal not playing. Because instead, the night matches tonight at the City Open are, I believe one of them is Mackenzie McDonald and Dennis Kudla. I know you never miss it when those two get together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, Dennis Kudla, by the way, uh, uh, from the Virginia area, so it's sort of a homecoming for him. And uh, the man who defeated Raphael Nadal last night, Lloyd Harris. Now, I care about tennis. And I can't tell you much about Lloyd Harris. He's no Lloyd Christmas. He's not Lloyd Christmas, that's true, against Kaney Shikori, who is a legitimate tennis star. Um, but those are the night matches tonight because Raphael Nadal is not involved. And, yes, you can get in for a third tenth. or a tenth, yes, a tenth of what it was that you could get in for the other night and what it would have been. had Ra- Now imagine it on a Friday night, Raphael Nadal playing on a Friday night. It might have been even more than 300 bucks for a get-in to the City Open tonight. Instead, there are plenty of tickets available, and that number will probably continue to crash throughout the day uh, based on uh, the non-presence of Raphael Nadal. All right, good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. We are in the press box studios of GCR. Today's program is brought to you by Window Nation, 50% off all styles of windows, plus no money down, no payments, no interest for two full years 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Coming up on the program today, we're going to talk to um, our friend, epidemiologist, uh, Mr. Zach Binney. You have heard from him a few times on this show before. He certainly knows more about this thing than we do. He's also a football guy. Um, he has uh, previously written for like Football Outsiders and places like that, and so he's sort of been the go-to person for sports-related topics. Lamar Jackson did not return to training camp today. There doesn't appear to be any reason to panic about that or to he's think healthy that enough to get his hair done. There is any reason that um, you know he's going to be out for some time or something along those lines. Just not today. That's it. Not today. Uh, we will see if that changes during the course of the weekend and he returns to practice. Gus Edwards did return to practice today, so they got that going for him, which is nice. The good news is the Ravens don't have a, an actual game to play for a very long time, so not an actual concern. They can let Tyler Huntley and Trace McSorley run around in these uh, these whatever you want to call them things that they're going to do, these exercises that they participate in during the month of August. Uh, but we will talk to Zach Benny about that. We'll also talk more about it with uh, Pressbox Ravens beat writer Bo Smolka, who makes his weekly visit with us a little bit later on in the show. Those things coming up here on a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Um, a couple of things that jumped out at me. I the 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 volleyballing was delightful last evening. Caught the, the tail end of it. The beach volleyball team, uh, 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 Ross and oh Klein. God. Kleinman, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, they uh, win the gold medal in straight sets, and then the indoor girls volleyball team straight sets win in the semifinals over Serbia, and so they're on to the gold medal match as well. And yes, that was a particularly late one. I I I love volleyball. I, rem- I talk about this all the time. I remember every four years just how much I effing love volleyball. How good, how wildly entertaining of a sport it is. You have players just. Com- out of nowhere making plays. It's phenomenal. It's great. Everybody talks about beach volleyball being great. Indoor volleyball is incredible, too. All of it was good. I watched a little bit of the uh, the women's basketball game last night, too. Uh, I realized that I will miss the Olympics in my life when we go back to next week and all we have is um, you know, bad baseball and, and make-believe football for a few weeks. It's going to be depressing. The good news is that real football is coming. There will be real football sometime soon. 
So we got that going for us. Uh, just just going to be a depressing couple of weeks until then with nothing really going. And the BMW Championship, we do have that. We had the BMW Championship and then the start of the U.S. Open. So those will be the things that will pique my, or pique my interest, if you will. When are you eating your sandwiches? It's the Friday before Labor Day. That's the day. We've always, the Friday before Labor Day, a bit of a celebratory day. Is uh, we, uh, Labor Day weekend, as you know, is the best sports weekend of the year between uh, the U.S. Open, the start of college football season, and fantasy drafts. It is the best sports weekend of the year. So why wouldn't I want to make myself a little bit more miserable in the process by uh, devouring some peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Just going to be a great time. I'm so glad I decided to do that. Yay! That's a wonderful thing. Um, let me uh, respond to a couple of things that people sent me that I wanted to get to on the show. From Dave. Dave says, Glenn, you and Drew were talking a lot about soccer the other day. I have seen a lot of MLS teams making jokes about Leo Messi during the course of the week on Twitter. I don't really, that's, I don't, Stecka was making fun of the MLS teams for doing that. I, I don't, I, this is the way the world works now. When something's trending, everybody's got to get like their their ounce of flesh in the process. Somebody, I, is it embarrassing? Yes, but we're we're embarrassing as a country. Like I, I can't be any more embarrassed for MLS teams than I am. In fairness, I, this is something where I can find myself guilty too. When I saw Aaliyah was trending on Twitter yesterday, I had no idea why it is. As it turns out, it's because they're finally putting Aaliyah's music on Spotify. I, I didn't know Aaliyah's music wasn't on Spotify. Aaliyah was amazing. Mm-hmm. I could not have been more in on Aaliyah. Massive fan. Um, as a lot of you know, that 90s R&B, late 90s R&B, early, it's just, it was as good a music as anything in a decade i mean it was unbelievable how good that stuff was and Aaliyah was right at the top of that rock the boat is a song that will affect me anytime i hear it forever it's it's incredible so i see Aaliyah is trending i don't even know why she's trending but the moment i see Aaliyah trending i think to myself i want to say something about Aaliyah on twitter I want to tell my Aaliyah story, which is nothing. It's just about how much I like Aaliyah's music. It's nothing. There's nothing there. It's a good story, though. It's not at all. It's why I realized I shouldn't send a tweet because I really had nothing to say. It's not like I – it was particularly personal anyway. It's just like everybody else on the planet. I was a massive Aaliyah fan. So I don't send the tweet, but I get it. I, I felt it in that moment. Like, I, Aaliyah's trending. I should say something about Aaliyah. Why should a 37-year-old dude who hosts a sports show – be the guy that's jumping in to talk about Aaliyah. I didn't even know why she was trending. But it's just something in our brains that we feel like we have to do it. And if I think that way, a brand absolutely well, thinks Particularly that way. because it's not as if if it had been any other 34-year-old soccer star, those sort of jokes may have actually been legitimate rumors. I mean, Messi is certainly not the point in his career no, where he's, he's going to be playing he's in the MLS. not. But, well, you say that. I, Unless they pay him a billion dollars. Right. So this is this is where the, the question comes. Let me, that money, let me get back to this email. You and Drew were talking a lot about soccer the other day and about the way that old players have come over here. When I see all these teams tweeting about Messi, it makes me think to myself, is this the type of thing that the MLS should go out of their way to pay an extraordinary amount of money or perhaps give him a franchise as an owner in order to get him? Is he that type of star that could change the course. I yes, know, he is. Hang on, hang on. I know that what you're going to do is dismiss that and say it's not worth it in a sideshow, 
But at some point, does having the presence of someone like that before they're past their prime change whether or not great players would choose to stay here? Could you end up doing both things, both getting attention and keeping great American players here at the same time? No, is the answer to that question. To the The latter part. part, No, not whatsoever. And no is the answer to both parts. I mean, he is that big of a star he's, where he's it's a, it's not, but it's not going to single-handedly raise the level of play in the MLS. He's not a bigger star, and I and I mean this than David Beckham was, even at the point where David Beckham came to America. But he's better as a player. That's irrelevant. We we don't. No one judges their interest in that anymore. We're so far past that. We the we we do boxing matches for YouTubers. We don't care about the quality of the performer at this point. That's. I wish we did. It sucks that we don't. We want celebrities. That's all we care about is celebrities. Something that in team sports we no, we don't. Not even remotely. It's not close in every way. We care. We everybody flipped out about the NBA playoffs because there weren't stars when Giannis Antetokounmpo was playing. Antetokounmpo was playing. Everybody freaked out about it because we're not talking about stars. We're talking about celebrities specifically. We are obsessed with celebrity. But in, in the this NBA, culture. they're not mutually exclusive, right? Like the best, the quote unquote, the top celebrities are, are still the best players. If LeBron James is not the best player in the NBA well, for the next three is, years, though. he's going, well, he's still among them. I don't think he's the best player in the NBA he's anymore. In, right, he's, he's still in the first tier. I don't disagree with that. But if for the next three years he's not there anymore, it won't matter. He's a celebrity. We don't care about that. We care about celebrity in this country. You could maybe argue it's worse now than it was when David Beckham came over in, in what was that, 2006, 2007, somewhere in that range. I think it was 06. You, can, you could argue that we're more celebrity-obsessed today than we were at that point, and that's what makes it worse. Messi is a phenomenal soccer player and is well-known in... He's an international celebrity. In, in those, yes, in those places... But his arrival means a lot to the soccer community and next to nothing to the casual person. It, casual American would not give a rat's ass about Leo Messi's presence in America. Whereas when David Beckham came, the casual person was aware of David Beckham. Like there was a movie that had just come out called Bend It Like Beckham. He was married to a Spice Girl. It was overwhelming how significant David Beckham's presence was. And you can say, yes, I get it. David Beckham, by that point in his career, was... was Washed. Yes. Whereas Leo Messi isn't at this point. But there's no comparison between the two in terms of significance in the country because of David Beckham's celebrity status, which Leo Messi just doesn't have. But is that specifically talking about the country, or is he talking about an overall respect for the MLS worldwide, right? Like, could it be partially an argument to international talent that this is a league that garners consideration. I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but no, not one player. Even, even. I mean, if there is one player... No, but the answer is no. E- there isn't, is what I'm saying. There's not one player that can change that. You e- can't. It's not going to change the I mean, the I don't think they have the money as a league to even pay him what well, it would cost. Well, the, the idea would be that you're giving somebody, you're essentially saying, here, you can have a franchise. It's not just that we're paying you. Yeah, we'll we'll hand you a franchise. I don't know if that is. I mean, that's that's what a lot of the European players that have come over have I been interested that. in. But Messi because, is a different and the tier. Reason, but you said it, you can't get that in Europe. You can't get, you cannot get in on 
any of the, the Manchester Uniteds of the world. You can't get in on Real Madrid. LeBron got you in on Liverpool. At a very, very small level. At an extraordinarily small level. Still might be more profitable than... Uh, no, not, no, 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 no. You're, you don't understand the business of that. If the business you of the MLS, have they, have they, they're still a single entity, single entity, aren't they? What do you mean? Single entity structure. They're not individually... No, they 100% have owners. They moved away from that? It's been almost forever. I mean, I don't know the bottom line of an ownership of an MLS franchise. I imagine it's They've, far better now than it was. It's been but with the birth of soccer stadiums, where you get all the profit, where you own it, where um, you get all the parking, all the, all of those things. They've become quite profitable. They've become out incredibly. No matter the market. Mm, I, I'm trying to think of a market where they're struggling right now. Um, no, in fact, it's been there's been such a boom for more teams to get in because they've been so profitable that they're getting in before they even have their stadiums. Nashville doesn't even have their stadium yet, and they got in. Uh, the Florida teams didn't even have their stadiums yet, and they got they got in. It's been so absurdly profitable. Austin just built a massive stadium when they never had a pro team before because it's become so crazy profitable. Um, it's it's good business. It is unbelievably good business right now in MLS because you get to own everything and because the stadium also can serve as a course, concert a venue, venue and a, you know all the other things that you want to do with it and it's a right size stadium for that type of thing. That that NFL stadiums we think Garth Brooks is going to come play a concert in Baltimore. There's Games? there's some I don't know if he'll do like a 50-50 thing. He should. He right? is the there, one, right? Yes, he is the one. Correct. I actually didn't know that. That that is definitely him. I don't. I thought it was there, Keith Urban. There's no. It's definitely not Keith Urban. It was definitely Garth Brooks. Oh, do we know though? Yes, we do. We one thousand percent know that. Yeah, well, it's um, the the plan is for Garth Brooks to play a concert here, but it's hard. There are only so many acts and so many things that you can do to justify using a massive football stadium, especially one with no roof. There's only so many things you can do during the course of the year to create additional dates. For a little while, they wanted it to be lacrosse events, and they realized that they were wrong size for lacrosse events. Popula the popularity of college lacrosse isn't really 70,000 people, even for the Final Four. Those events had to be moved into right-sized venues and places like Hartford, um, you know, maybe back to maybe Annapolis in the future years, a 34,000-seat venue, something like that. You need a right size venue in order to do it. 20,000 seat venue, it's an outdoor arena. And arenas get constant use throughout the course of the year. There couldn't be more dates. So you're just making an outdoor arena in order to have more dates and more ability to use it for various things. It's not the exact same. You can't get quite as many dates as arenas can because indoor facilities can, can mm -hmm. be more valuable in that way. But you get a bunch of dates out of it. I'm not suggesting that this is, there's any, I want to make this very clear. I'm not suggesting that this is happening, but I get the concept. The concept of saying, we'll basically give you a franchise to come over here could be the type of thing that would make someone who at this point in their career is more considerate of their post-football life, soccer, their post-soccer life, than they are on-field accomplishments, perhaps that could be enticing. But is it worth it? Let It'd be worth it. it in that market, yes. Uh, put your thing down, flip it, reverse it, 100%. In that market, it sure as hell would be. 1,000%, it would be worth it in insert city name here, in Minnesota, 
uh, it would be overwhelmingly worth it there. But would it truly change the, the, the reality for MLS and for American soccer in the process? No. No, it wouldn't. It would require like 10 of those guys doing something like that. And there aren't 10 franchises to give away. There aren't 10 Leo Messis in the world. I mean, what we're talking about is absurd. So I, I get it, and I, it's certainly worth the hypothetical question. I understand that, but no is the answer. But are we talking about, and this is more of a abstract question, are we talking about raising the level of interest in America for the MLS or soccer? Are we talking about raising the respect level for American soccer around the world? But what, is that, what does that even mean? You, I mean... MLS in general is kind of a feels like a fourth rate or third rate league yes. as far as international soccer is but, concerned. But no, there isn't a player that can change that. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying that everyone I, the, would have to come. Literally, all of the stars would have to come here in order to change that. It, you can't do that. That can't be done. I mean, is it a chicken or the egg thing? Is it the there's not the money in the MLS to compete with the services for the top players in soccer? There's or not the is prestige. There's not the any of right. it. There's just it can't be. You got into a competition hundreds of years after the competition began. Well, you're, also you're up against it. Of course. It's, it's what it is, and you, you, deal, you deal with that. And so you want to have these conversations. By the way, John from Little Rock chimes in. Messi's huge, but English stars are always bigger to the masses in this sad country. I, I, Messi's bigger than well, David some Beckham top. was a sex symbol. If Cristiano Ronaldo yeah, there, came look, over, it would there be is, more of a... But it, it still wouldn't can't be... Can't he I, not also? What's Isn't that? like some sort of American? He's not allowed in America or something what? like that? What? I saw somebody because make of the joke. accusation. I think I saw somebody make a joke about Messi being. I, I don't. Admittedly, I don't I, have I'm all not, the let's information. Maybe, let's here. maybe leave that alone. Um, it, it, no offense to Cristiano Ronaldo, he's not David Beckham either. David Beckham was was in completely different because of his cachet, because he was a super celebrity, because he was a it it so far transcended soccer that there was no there's no compare. No one has come along since. There was Ronaldo's no one. the closest. No, he, and I, I mean said this closest. Long, I didn't say he's that. I don't know that he's the closest either. Like I don't, I don't know that he's that drastically different. I get it that he's good looking. He's better but looking. That's fine. He's certainly better looking than Messi. Nobody's debating well, than Ronaldo. that. Ronaldo. I mean, than, than Beckham, I think. I think Cristiano Ronaldo is a better looking chap than David Beckham. I'd have to. Uh, uh, I'll say it. Yeah, I'll have the balls to say it. That's a that might be a personal preference thing. No. Uh, David Beckham with all those tats and doing all those underwear pic- like David Beckham. Was, done his fair share of underwear I understand picks. that, but he's not tatted up like Beckham was. Is that is that the, the bar these days? I think it might be. I, I think it might be. Um, Put a poll out. Okay, we'll do that. That's going to be our big topic today. Is his Jack? Are you listening? Up, right? It's a good question too. <laughs> by the way, I have no idea if Jack's <laughs> listening or not. Um. So yeah, there's no comparison. He also says that new. Uh, he's talking about. He said New England isn't ideal with uh, drawing people to the Patriot Stadium, but Kraft owns the team. Well, it's the same case in Seattle too. Um, in Seattle, they still play in the football stadium as well, but it's a different situation because it's the same ownership, and so they can profit that way. And also, Seattle draws insane numbers of people to their games. It's, it's bonkers how many people they draw. Like they they shouldn't move into a right size stadium Atlanta's because sharing with. Yeah, but that I don't know if that is a temporary or a long-term thing. Like the team went to Nashville before the stadium was ready. I think that's a temporary thing until their stadium's ready. Um, I don't remember if Atlanta is an ownership. Like uh, Arthur Blank might very well own the soccer team in Atlanta. I just don't know that. And they're also drawing bonkers numbers too. In Atlanta, they've done a crazy job of putting people in, so they might not be inclined to move into a right-sized stadium yet, especially if Blank's involved in the ownership team. If he is, then. 
there's almost no thought to moving into a right size stadium because, again, the point is that you own the concessions. That was the MLS's big problem in the early going. And they probably just go to the soccer that, game because you can get Chick-fil-A on those days, right? Whereas uh, like football I, games. I don't think... Oh, you mean... Well, yeah, if they're not played on Sunday, right. But if they play on Sunday, you still can't go to the Chick-fil-A in the stadium. Yeah, and like, it still doesn't work play that soccer way. on Sundays. Yes. Everyone knows That's that. not true. They, like, have played... They, in fact, the MLS always plays on Sundays. I don't believe That's that. That's 1,000% accurate. They just played the Gold Cup final on a Sunday, pal. They regularly play different. soccer on Sunday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They had different rules for that yeah. somehow? You can't get the, the, the... You can't get your Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, even if they're playing soccer. Um, I, I appreciate the question. I, I'm not saying it's irrelevant to discuss, but no is ultimately the answer. No, he'll, no, he's and still yes. offered yes, half a billion correct. dollars to play somewhere, yes. and he is there. It's not. It ain't happening. Is is the that's the more he was about to get like six hundred. But I, right? I don't think that's really what he was. I think he was more asking hypothetically than I get anything that. else. Um, from 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 Ryan, this is it's another fairly interesting topic. Ryan, Ryan says, "Glenn, I'm sure you saw that Tom Brady is going to be in attendance for Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame ceremony." I'm wondering, as a Ravens fan, would you like it if your rivals were the ones that were showing up? Or do you kind of hope that the guys truly still hate each other? Is there some part of you where it's like pro wrestling and you don't want to see them hanging out afterwards? Things along those lines. I kind of think there's a sort of a reverence among quarterbacks to an extent, though. But this is an interesting question. It really is an interesting question. Like, what if Ed Reed shows up for Troy Polamalu's Hall of Fame ceremony tomorrow. I guess there's some thought that maybe Troy Polamalu might not even make it because he tested positive recently. That's kind of a bummer for him. Um, they didn't know. They like literally weren't going to know until tomorrow if he's actually going to be able to be there in attendance for the Hall of Fame induction. Like, I, it's almost different though because they don't face each right. other. Like, That's you would have to have something more direct. We do the thing with quarterbacks where we right. act like they're playing they, each other. But they don't. Like, I, this would be more direct, right? Like Ray Lewis and Peyton Manning. It's sort of like that. But remember, Peyton Manning like lingered in the locker room the year that the Ravens beat the Broncos in the playoffs, um, and and there was such reverence from Peyton Manning to Ray Lewis that he waited for like two hours after the game because he knew real rivalry among players that I think truly felt like a rivalry. It was like Bird and Magic, right? Like I don't know how many instances of a player versus a player, particularly in basketball, there was no comparable. There is no equal to Michael Jordan. But this is not. I, it's not about whether or not the players feel that way. This is a question about. Fans, as a fan, do you like that or not? As a fan, do you want to see guys palling around with each other, or do you want them? And and it's impractical, of course. Impractically, these guys don't know if they're going to be on that same team. So like Ray Lewis a year going later. to Big Ben's induction, whatever you want to call it. It's and and and, and maybe even I'll I'll project it for him. When you see guys like hanging out together in the off season, right? Like, does it rub you the wrong way? You you see the guy that just kicked your ass in the playoffs and you guys are hanging out together and posting pictures on Instagram. Does it rub you the wrong way? I'm over all of that. Yeah. Like, I'm over it. None of that impacts me in, in any way As whatsoever. a child, it probably would have rubbed me the wrong way. And, I, like, in the allegiance to the team and team over everything kind of mindset. And I think that still persists among a lot of adults in this country. But, you know, maybe it's the industry we're in. But the sort of understanding that these are human beings. Oh, I, it's, I think it's age for me. I think this came way before I was in this industry. Like, I think it's age. I think once you become an adult, like, you, just you should be more capable of thought and understanding how silly it is that, that you want. Like, you wanna, like, when Todd Heap told me that he, had, like, first hated Joey Porter and wouldn't be around him, I, it kind of excited me a little bit. 
Like when we had that conversation, something I never talked about before with Todd Heap, and Todd Heap said, I'm telling you, for the first couple of years, like if I showed up at a golf tournament and Joey Porter was there, I wouldn't I wouldn't be anywhere near him. There would be no I wouldn't go over and exchange. That that I, I kind of was excited about that. That got me going a little bit because yeah, F that guy. But I also that guy don't took know, a cheap shot. Yes, correct. That's, like F him. I still don't think there are even like rivalries aren't the same these days, it feels like. But I part don't of that is because you're not gonna be on the t- like, really what changes this is you can't be as entrenched to I hate this thing because you might end up needing a job in three years and that might be the team that's willing to pay you. Like what is the angriest rivalry right now? In what? In sports. I don't know what the Dodgers, angriest Padres. rivalry is. I mean, it's been the most exciting maybe of the moment, but that's I not I can't it. think of any like vitriolic, even the way that Raven Steelers was, right? Raven Steelers is still fun because but that we was have also the two a, but that was also about identities. a brand of football, right? Again, like, and it, it was, still is that, but it's not like you can have competitive rivalries now, but like the brand, the what made Raven Steelers was the brand of football was so punishing that you would literally talk about the game in a way that was unlike any other game that was played. Like you, you I felt like it. you got hit by a truck afterwards. So that had everything to do with it. You can be really good rivals and be regularly competitive, but at the end of the day, it's just good games. Fan bases still hate each other, of course. It exists within fan bases, but it doesn't transcend to players the way that it once upon a time did. In college, it still exists. Like, you talk to somebody whose peak accomplishment is, say, playing football at Arizona State, they hate Arizona. I mean, they do. Whether or not it's a real rivalry because of the results in the field and all that. They don't. I'm telling you, they don't. I mean, Jim Harbaugh makes a damn point to... It's because he's playing up to it. They don't actually hate each other. Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day will go out and play golf together and do all of those things. They don't actually hate each other. The fan bases hate each other. Brady Hoke and, hated him. And maybe, I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't tell you Accomplished that. Accomplished head coach, that Brady yeah, that's, that's a, maybe, maybe that said something about him. Um, and, and they play up to it because they're smart. And by the way, some of their players, might, if your peak accomplishment in life is being an Ohio State or a Michigan football player, if you did nothing beyond that, you might still harbor that because it's the thing you have. It's the, the thing that people can associate with you, and so it's about your brand. You have to be the guy that hates Michigan. You have to be the guy that hates Ohio State. That's about what you have going for you. Um, but all of these players are smart enough to understand, like, I might have to go play for that team at some point. And so when I get the fans don't like them and we'll talk about it being a rivalry game, I'm not going to go out of my – I'm not going to say terrible things about, like, the owner of the team or something like that because I might need that guy to give me money at some point. They're they're too smart for it. It's a separate conversation. As a fan, yeah, as a kid, as a kid – I definitely was probably the type that, like, when, when you would lose to a team and afterwards you're, you're switching jerseys and you're posing for pictures on the field, it would bug mm-hmm. me because I was a child and I didn't know any better. But afterwards, once you become an adult and you understand that, like, this isn't, this isn't life or death, no, none of that would possibly. I can't think of anything that would bother me in any way. can't think of one. All right. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by the BMW Championship. Top 70 golfers on the PGA Tour are coming to Baltimore and Caves Valley Golf Club for the BMW Championship. You can secure your tickets right now for a great week of golf by going to bmwchampionship.com. But more importantly, we want to give you tickets to the BMW Championship. 
We want to give them to you. And all you got to do is go to PressBoxOnline.com slash contests. PressBoxOnline.com slash contests. You can enter to win a grand prize, two club passes for the 1899 Club on Friday, August 27th, an all-inclusive hospitality venue located on the par 4 11th hole. Include access to the tournament grounds as well as unlimited food, beer, wine, and soft drinks in the 1899 Club, plus stadium-style seating and a shaded area available to uh, make the experience just a bit more comfortable and a parking pass. And if you don't win that, you might still win. Four of you will win a pair of grounds tickets for one day of the tournament as well. Pressboxonline.com slash contests. Go there right now to get yourself signed up. We come back in. Uh, Dr. Zach Binning, epidemiologist, a man who knows a little bit more about this situation than we do. We will talk to him about Lamar. We'll talk to him about the reality of the circumstances. Hey, are we definitely going to be able to go to games in the fall? That's a, I think it's a real question we need to discuss. We'll do it next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their Very Berry Salad and Smoky Thigh Wings. It also features the all-new Shrimp Po' Boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York Strip Steak, the Barbecue Chicken Bowl, Barbecue Ribs, and Smoky Thigh Wings Combo Platter, Zucchini Fries, and a Key Lime Pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. The Olympics start soon. Stop in and watch the games at Glory Days Grill. Every child who dines at one of their restaurants during the Olympic Games will receive a gold medal. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and side specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash the bat around or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms 
redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Glenparkradio.com. Nothing but net. Hello. Hi. I just sneezed. It was it's awkward now when you sneeze. That's the way that it works. And everybody panics because you sneezed. It's just uh, it's a very pleasant time to be alive. Hi. We're in the we're here in the press box studios. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service. Yeah, bleh, bleh. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Uh, Orioles raise this weekend in Baltimore. Obviously, um, the, the the games don't matter all that much, but it is Orioles Hall of Fame weekend, the luncheon today, the ceremony before the game tomorrow. Um, Mo Gabba, very prominent part of that. Mike Devereaux, Joe Angel, J.J. Hardy. It's a, It's a great group going into the Orioles Hall of Fame this weekend. And uh, happy for all of them. Very deserving. Uh, Wish that I could be there for those festivities. Had some other plans. So, unfortunately, I will not be able to make it out. Joining us now, um, always good to bring our next guest back on the program because uh, we're dummies. We have no idea what we're talking about, but, like, he knows a thing or two about a thing or two. He is an epidemiologist. He is a uh, professor at Oxford College, Emory University, and he's going to try to explain a little bit more. I I thought we mightn't need to talk to him anymore, but unfortunately, um, that's 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 the way that it goes. And we appreciate uh, football guy Zach Benny joining us this morning once again here on GCR. Uh, Zach, it's uh, Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. It's it's really good to talk to you. I I, I guess. It's it's conflicting to talk to you. It's I really appreciate you doing it. I wish we didn't have to talk to you, but I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, that's what I always say every time I get done with one of my interviews. I say, no offense, I hope you never talk to me right, again. Right. I hope this isn't a, a conversation that lingers. Um, I, let, let me start. You know, obviously, uh, here in Baltimore, we are we are dealing with Lamar Jackson not being back, and he's hopefully going to be back on the field at some time this weekend. Can you take me through for someone who's young, athletic, but un- unvaccinated that gets the Delta variant? Are there concerns that go beyond, you know, the the 10 days or so that they're away? Is there something like is it as soon as he gets back on the field, there's nothing to be concerned about? Or are there still things that you would be concerned about when it comes to Lamar Jackson? Well, the risk certainly isn't zero. Um if you're saying, you know, if he tests positive for COVID as opposed to just being set aside as a high-risk contact, if he simply set aside as a high-risk contact, uh, but he never gets infected with the virus, then as soon as he comes back, he's fine. If he gets infected with the virus, there's a good chance that he's more or less fine when he comes back, but that's certainly not a guarantee. We've seen, for example, uh, Von Miller said he took months uh, to feel like his uh, breathing could return. Uh, to normal. We've seen Ryquel Armstead, a former running back mm-hmm. for the Jaguars. He's been in and out of the hospital, right? So there's no way to 100% predict. Uh, my wife, uh, I always like to tell this story because 
she's young, she's healthy like me. Uh, she got COVID last year and her taste and smell were messed up for almost a year. She couldn't eat a burger because it tasted like trash. So even if she could get back onto the football field and perform, there are other things to think about. You really don't want your uh, sense of taste and smell getting messed and up. I, and I want to make it very clear. Obviously, the health more important than football. I do always want to make sure I say <laughs> that. It's it's more important than football when we have those questions. Um, Doc, look, you know that the, this this is this is it's for some reason vaccines have become a hot button issue in this country, and I will never bloody understand that but for whatever reason it particularly be, seems to be significant among football players and Kirk Cousins is willing to go build plexiglass structures in order to keep him away from other people but won't take a vaccine and can't explain why and 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 nobody wants to try to explain because I don't think they know why it is they're not willing to take it so let me let me dumb this down because I think I think it's as simplistic as just go get the vaccine is there any reason why it's not that simplistic for, for science reasons? Is it any reason why that's not that simplistic? There are certain very specific cases uh, where you should go and you should talk to a trusted physician, like if you have certain uh, conditions that leave you to be immunosuppressed, uh, where it may not be wise to get the vaccine. But that is a very, very small subset of the people who are not uh, going to get the vaccine. Uh, I do not think, but I don't know for sure uh, whether Kirk Cousins or any particular player uh, is in one of those groups. Uh, but you should always talk to uh, your physician to determine uh, whether you actually fall into one of those groups. Now, you said something else that um, anti-vax sentiment and vaccine hesitancy seem to be more common uh, among NFL players. I actually think it's the opposite. Okay. Right. If you look at NFL players, 90 percent of them, 90 percent are at least partially vaccinated. That's way, way over any other group we see in this country okay. outside of WNBA players who are at 99% and good for them. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, it's just that we have a few very loud voices and those voices get amplified even if they represent a very small minority okay. because they're an interesting story. That's fair. That's fair. And and some of them are particularly prominent, right? Like, yes. you know, that and that, that certainly plays a role in this. Dr. Zach Benny is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Um, Doc, all this, all this, I, I bring up because you know, again, we were trending towards normalcy, right, or whatever you want to call that word, and mm -hmm. I think we're starting to worry about that again now. And like here in Baltimore, the mask mandate was put back into place in indoor settings, and we don't have an NBA or an NHL team, so that's not going to be a concern. But I think people are starting to worry about whether or not we're trending towards. Hey, maybe we can't have a hundred percent capacity at every football game everywhere this fall. Things along those lines. Knowing what you know about the data, knowing what you know about this variant and other variants that might be coming, are you worried about whether or not everybody's going to be able to go to football games, or everybody should be going to football games this fall? Right. I'm glad you differentiated those because those are two uh, completely different points. Uh, am I afraid we? Uh won't have 100% uh, attendance at every NFL game in the fall? No, I'm not afraid of that because I think the NFL has made it clear and the teams with indoor stadiums have made it clear they're ready to go to 100%. And unless local governments stop them, that's exactly what they're going to do. And I think in most cases that I can think of, uh, that's not going to happen. Should we be at 100%, particularly with indoor stadiums, 
you know, last year we did not see any outbreaks traced back uh, to any football game indoors or outdoors, but those were at a much lower uh, capacity. They probably topped out at about 30, 35% indoors. And uh, you didn't have the Delta variant, which we know it's several times as transmissible as the original uh, OG uh, COVID variant. So there's certainly reason to be more concerned about equivalent activities. So we're packing more people in. A lot of them have gotten vaccinated. That's a really good thing, but not enough for me to be feeling 100% confident that we should be having 100% uh, indoor Okay. Uh, attendance. But it's outdoor, sa- I think I'm okay with. Okay. All right. You're, and and then it, is does it change if we say we're willing, you know, for like indoor? It does that change if everybody's wearing a mask? Yes, masks help. We know they help indoors. That's why I'm going to be able to teach indoors this fall. For example, is because we're going to be wearing masks. We know. We know. We know they work. Anybody who tells you they don't work is simply incorrect or is lying. They work. They will stop you from transmitting COVID. Well, um, eh, you know, I, look, I'm, I'm bummed because I think I threw away a lot of my masks. <laughs> not like I'm an anti-mask. I want to make that very clear. It's not no, like no, I'm, no, I'm no. a crazy person. I just I thought we were past it. And I was just like, ah, I don't need these. Um, no, I thought I thought we were, too. Look, a month ago, I thought uh, I was going to be able to teach without masks in the fall. And I was really excited for that, to see my students' faces and for right, to be able right. to see my faces. There is some value there. Uh, it's just the Delta variant and the refusal of a large percent of the country to get vaccinated has uh, put us back in in a little bit of a tougher spot. So can can you speak to that a little bit, Dr. Benny? Dr. Zach Benny is with us uh, here on Glenn Clark Radio because and again, there would be people that would say something along the lines of, well, I, you know, I, I got vaccinated and yet now I'm still going to have to keep wearing a mask. Right. And again, I, I yeah. know the selfishness of something like that. I understand that. But I think there would even be some people that would think they're saying something intelligent because they say, how do we know it's going to protect from the next variant? How do we know that there's not just going to be another circumstance like this in in two months, that even if we all go get vaccinated, is it really going to change the fact that we're not protected from the next strain of this thing? What do you say to people like that? So there's been a lot of confusion in the media lately, but let me lay out what the facts are. The facts are even with the Delta variant, if you are vaccinated, you are less likely to be infected in the first place. If you get infected with the virus, you are less likely to become seriously ill. And you are almost certainly less likely to uh, develop, uh, to be able to transmit the virus as much as somebody who is unvaccinated. Even if you get sick to the point where you develop symptoms, you will clear the virus faster. We have good data showing that. if you don't get sick to the point that you have symptoms, it's still unclear whether if you're vaccinated, uh, you will actually spread the virus. So the best thing you can do if you're vaccinated, I would say, is monitor yourself really rigorously for symptoms. If you get symptoms, be careful, isolate yourself, get a test just to be safe. But if you don't show symptoms, hopefully uh, you will uh, be okay. But we all need to recognize that our decisions to get vaccinated, it's not just about us. Right. Because Yes, we are protecting ourselves by getting vaccinated. We know that works. But despite the confusing data that's been out there in the media, we are also making it less likely that we transmit it to other people. It's all of our jobs to protect everyone else, just like an offensive line. 
right? If you have one or two guys freelancing on an offensive line saying, I'm only going to do things that are important for me, the quarterback is going to get his clock clean, right? We all have to be working together in concert, helping each other out, protecting each other. We've got to be an offensive line in that sense. But, but, and again, I ask this as a dumb guy. I want to make sure every time you're saying this, I'm asking this as a dumb guy. Is there risk of another, you know, we've heard about Delta Plus, right? Is there risk of another variant to this um you know even if we end up at like 95 is there some number of vaccinated that we're like no longer at risk of the next variant right like at this point if we have this percentage of people vaccinated there is not a way that another variant could really impact us it it's not an on-off switch it's a dimmer switch here's the thing that i can tell you the more of us that get vaccinated the less chance the virus has to mutate Can I guarantee you another variant or mutation is not going to come down the line? I can't. What I can guarantee you is that if a large percentage of people refuse to get vaccinated, there is a much higher chance of that happening. Same thing goes for making sure that people in the developed world get vaccinated. There it's an issue if they don't have access to the vaccine uh, more than uh, uh, people refusing to get the vaccine. But every person who gets infected is a chance for the virus to mutate. That's the key. If we get vaccinated, we drive down the number of infections, which drives down the number of chances for the virus to mutate. With what we've That's seen, the key thing. We've seen reports that the Delta variant is perhaps more or that young people are more susceptible to getting the virus, transmitting it, et cetera, than we probably thought with the Alpha variant. Uh, how important do you think it is that we start maybe uh, opening up vaccinations to people under 18 years old? Uh, well, so vaccines are open to people uh, 12 and over. Mm-hmm. So the issue is kids under 12. Uh, the latest news is that the FDA uh, hopes to later this year have approval for those vaccines. Uh, I certainly think it should be all hands on deck and we should be doing everything to get those vaccines approved once we have uh, sufficient safety data uh, to get those vaccines rolled out uh, in kids under 12. It should be an, an all hands on deck situation it, over at FDA to do that. So let me pose this to you in the meantime. Like we just signed my my six year old up for soccer in the fall. Is mm-hmm. is there any reason why we should be concerned about that at all? Like they're they're, they're not you know here they as of right now they wouldn't be wearing masks. Like they'd be out there. I've you know I've I've operated under the you know hey six year old don't seem to be at a lot of risk. He's a you know there's we don't know of any underlying health conditions whatsoever. So it's not been that much of a concern to me. Am I being too flippant in, in doing something like that or saying something like that? No, I, I would say you aren't. And one of the key things in my mind is you're talking about soccer. Soccer is outdoors. We know it's simply very, very difficult to transmit this virus outdoors or in a good, big, well-ventilated areas. So the more that you can uh, give your kids activities in those spaces until we can get the vaccines rolled out to, for example, six-year-olds, um, that will be really, really great. Okay. So I, a couple of takeaways for me on this. Like, it, it, it doesn't sound like you're, you would suggest that, hey, if, if you're going to open up the stadium, you should only open it up if people are wearing masks. It sounds like as long as people are outside, you're good with the idea of, you know, that you can be there and enjoy the game as normal. We can put, you know, 70,000 people in a football stadium in Baltimore here this fall, and you don't, you don't even, it's not even necessary that you would wear a mask in that situation. I think that's how I feel right now. My yep. advice could always change with more data about the Delta variant. But the other thing I'll say is that use your own risk tolerance here. This is an instance where I really think it is okay to make your own decision about wearing a mask. 
if you live with somebody who is high risk or unvaccinated, uh, who you're really worried about, go ahead and go to the game in a mask. And if you've decided to go to the game not in a mask, how about you don't be a jerk to anyone who chooses to exercise a little yeah, that, more caution? That, that okay? by the, yeah, that, that, by the way, that goes so far beyond the epidemic or the pandemic. Yeah, just, just don't, yeah. don't be a jerk. Yeah, what, an, what a crazy idea. Just try to be a Unless decent Unless they're wearing a Steelers mask. Then right, you know correct, what? exactly okay. right. That 100%. Anyway. That's no, you know what? God, you, you, you understand us so well, Zach, Danny. You understand <laughs> us so well. Um, uh, doctor, is there is there somewhere that I can plug for you for more information for people that want to know more? Uh, I know you had some some social media changes over the last year. Like, what, where where can I be directing people that might have further questions and are looking to maybe ask someone who's slightly more intelligent than the dope that yells about football uh, um, in the microphone? I mean, certainly, uh, if you're interested in the intersection of COVID and sports, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Binny. That's B I N N E Y underscore Z. Uh, you can check out my not very frequently updated blog, uh, which is NFLinjuryanalytics.com. And uh, if you're looking for other more reliable resources of COVID news, I would say starting by following me on Twitter and seeing the sorts of people who I uh, retweet would also be a great place to start. I'd say that is a really good idea. Doctor, we've always appreciated Again, we, we, don't, we don't want to have these conversations, no. but we greatly appreciate the fact that you've had them with us and you're an informed voice uh, who also loves football and understands that, like, you know, sometimes we think football is more important than life around here and we struggle with that and, and you get that and we appreciate that. Thank you as I'm, always. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the NFL season and no offense, but I sure would appreciate it if you guys could end your winning streak against my Dolphins this year. Mm, I think no, we don't care for that them. whatsoever. <laughs> don't care no. for right, that good. even a little bit. <laughs> hey, uh, doctor, thank you as always, my friend. Really appreciate you doing this. Absolutely. Take care, guys. All right. Dr. Zachary Benny joining us once again here on Glenn Clark Radio. And by the way, I for those of you that, you know, want to want to live in like the you know you're you're drumming up panic i'm i'm not i think in fact most of that you should take as a positive right like the ravens play outdoors yes the ravens play outdoors in to 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 an epidemiologist there even with everything that's going on of late there is not inherent danger to having a full stadium of people maskless should have asked about coachella I'm not really. What, you, Did you see the pictures? No, you meant Lollapalooza. That's what that was. Same yeah, thing. that was Lollapalooza same in Chicago. Well, but he would say the same thing. It was outdoors. Like that's, I get it, but they it, were up against each other, baby. I understand that, but he didn't like at a football stadium. You're up against each other. They, it wasn't like he's butt made to it, butt, you know. I mean, it's pretty close. It depends what song they're playing, you know. Yeah, correct. Like I and I, I, I appreciate what he's saying. Is like let, let's be reasonable about for this. Sure. Let's not panic for panic's sake. The science still says outdoors, you should be safe. Somebody would say, well, shouldn't that have been the case last year? I, I hear you. I don't necessarily disagree. Well, the vaccinations the play a role The here vaccination also, absolutely yes. plays a role. There's no debate about that. Combining the number of people that are vaccinated with the fact that you're outdoors, the, the science would seem to say... Transmissibility is lowered when you're vaccinated, and so even right. though the Delta variant is far more transmissible... It's counteracted to an extent by the fact that we think a but, good percentage of the people but, in the state are vaccinated. But, but what he just said about, like, now, you know, as, as we know before, if you're unvaccinated and you wear a mask, it doesn't protect, like, you're, the mask, the concept is you're protecting other people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't guarantee you protection from everybody else. Sure. Droplets can still get through, as we've learned over and over again. The idea is we're trying to limit the number of droplets that can get through. So if you're unvaccinated... Maybe consider you. You might want to think about whether or not you should be going to a football game. 
I mean, you might want to think about getting the vaccine. I would probably would be the recommend first that, thing that one I would. first. But like, and, you know, to, to his point, if you're immunocompromised, if you're in the small percentage of people that can't get vaccinated, you might not be the type of person that should be going to a football game. I would, in fact, say you're definitely it's not, that they not can't, the type of person. It's that the risk would be higher yes, for, you, you know, uh, ill effects as correct, a result. 100%. So I would say. It's all calculus, right? Like. The disingenuity of uh, people trying to be like, yeah, with all these all these bad reactions to the vaccine, it seems like a bad idea. Have you noticed the bad reactions to the virus? Yeah, there've been a few of those. Look, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be this guy. I'm not trying to do the show, but I, you know, it it, it kind of an is what it is situation. Kind of the world we're living in here. right now. Yes, correct. Um, but I do think there's there's room for for reason within these conversations. There's reason will for, prevail. I would like to hope. I mean, I, I say that pickle I'm, party, baby. I'm a oh, that's the that's. I got a, some pickled de gallo at my house. Oh, I like the sounds of that. Where'd you find that? Uh, Aldi. Ooh, it was okay. your boys. Those uh, the the grillos. Oh, I do out. love. Oh, you know what? I actually have had that. I have had the put it on my hot dog last night. It's quite good. Um, and I mean literally the food. Wait, what you, oh, you, it, yeah. Okay. Just in case. I, I assure you, I was not. <laughs> I was not, but yeah, maybe there's someone. There was someone who was. Look, man. Um, you know, just the the the, that, the best advice is always don't be an a hole. And and I've said a million times, being the guy. Look, I don't love the idea of having to wear masks again, but like it struck me. In fact, this is how stupid I am. When I saw that yesterday, I was like, ah, oh, that's gonna be a bummer for one. Like I'm planning on going to the Leon Bridges show at Ramshead Live. I was like, I'm gonna have to wear a stupid. Like ah, damn it. That's a bummer. I don't want to have to do that, but I will, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, of course I will. But I was like, that's a bummer. Completely forgetting, we work in the city. Like, utterly my brain just didn't tabulate that it's not just an impact for when I go to an event. Yeah. It's an impact for I'm going to have to start getting used to wearing a mask to the office every day. And I've, as I've seen, everybody around here coming in today was wearing I was the only jerk that wasn't wearing a mask. I've been doing mask, it for a little while now. Walking I mean. into the office today. Um, I had gotten out of it. I had, and everybody else had. Nobody here was wearing a mask for the better part of it. I mean, when I walk into our office, I take it off because we're three people in the entire place. Generally, I saw you walk in multiple days not wearing a mask. I take it off when I get inside the building. I like you. First of all, I get here before you most mornings. now. not most mornings. No. Okay. You, lately, you, you've gotten here a couple of mornings before me because of the road lately, closures. Ro- whatever. Yeah. We're not gonna get into this right now. Yeah. Regardless, I wear it up until the point that I get into the press box office, at which point I remove it. I put it on before I step into the, that's, that's, the Meadow uh, Mill building. It's fine. I, it's what, I, we're, by the way, everybody's going to have to do it. Everybody's going to have to be doing it again because the mask mandate's back in place. It sucks, but I'm just going to have to get used to it again. It's the way it goes. I'll live, as I said a million times before. There's a notion that it's just some dramatic inconvenience. It's a bummer when you forget, and if you live in the city, that's a, a bigger thing. I'm not... Because I'm vaccinated, I keep it in my bag. I carry a bag because I'm diabetic. Obviously, I just keep it in my bag. Well, I mean, I just I hadn't, I hadn't. You I don't carry again. a purse anymore. Yeah, correct. I did that for years. I will again. I I used to keep like five in my car at all times. I'll keep get one in my car. As well. I'll get back to that. But I keep I'm it in not, my underwear at all times. It's smart. Um, I just put my underwear on uh, my face sometimes, just yeah, for the brilliant. fun of it. Yeah. Um, I will. What I'll do is I will. Um. You know, I'll, I'll wear it when in the city because it's a mandate, but because I'm vaccinated, where there's not a mandate, I'm not going to choose to wear it, right? Like, because I'm vaccinated. I was prepared to wear it at jury duty yesterday, rather than... Well, but it's in the city. No, 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 no. Pr- absent a requirement. Oh, wait, the mandate doesn't didn't go into effect until... Either, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, well, I stepped I mean, into the, the, the courtroom. I, it is certainly your choice, and I don't care. I'm Because I'm vaccinated, I'm not as concerned. I'm not going to feel the need... To put the mask on in the same way. Now, somebody would say that you know you, you you're not thinking about your kids. You're not thinking. I, the risk for me and for my family is so minimal 
that it's not going to be something that I'm going to prioritize. Does it mean I wouldn't? Does it mean that if they tell me when I want to go to my grocery store I need to wear a mask and I'm going to put up, you know, I'm going to pick it out? No, it doesn't mean any of those things. When they say that, I'll just put the mask back on. But I don't feel the need to go do it because we're talking about the calculus, because there is not a significant risk for me, for my family related to COVID, um, the people that I touch. Now, you know, when I start calling games again, I, you know, like, for example, because there's a mask mandate in the city, I guarantee I'm going to have to wear masks again to call games at Loyola this fall. I don't know what it'll be like when I call games at Stevenson because they're in the county. Like, I, they might, I'm going to have a meeting about that next week. They might decide, like... Well, campuses could be different altogether, 100%. right? 100%. That might be the way that it goes. Some bad news at a Ravens training camp. What? Jimmy Smith had to be carted off the field. Mm. Mm, this is the reality, man. Like, I... Well, it could happen to anybody, but yes, I he's certainly it seemed seemingly more prone. But this appears to be more, uh, more potentially worse than your general hamstring tightness that related, we've seen from Jimmy Smith. Uh, related to his right leg not being able to put weight on it. Look, man, I you know, I, I it sucks. It the worst sucks. part about training camp it sucks. I just, you know, I, I nothing good can happen during training camp. Literally, nothing good can can occur during training camp. It's a necessary evil, like you. You have to go through the exercise because... Well, the Giants are weeding out all the players that don't ah, want to play that football, is, you know? That is a good point. A lot of good going on up in New York. Literally nothing good can occur before the football season begins, before you can get wins and losses. Lots of bad can happen. Nothing good can occur. Um, this is this is the product of that. Operating from position of strength, we thought, at the secondary, and Jimmy Smith certainly a part but of look, that. We'll see. Let's not overreact to Correct. it. But Sometimes, not a good sign, generally, no, when you're on the field. But, but, but again, on the good news is we're weeks away from a football game. Sure, and you and hope it's not a tear of any kind and yep. that he will just you be hope, able to. You hope that's the case. You know. If that is, wonderful. If it's, unfortunately, like, if if it's more significant, then the Ravens will deal with that at that point, and, and it'll suck. I mean, they're just a better football team when they have Jimmy Smith, but. There's certainly no world in which I was expecting 17 games worth of Jimmy Smith this season. I was not planning around that. It would be nice to have him for 12. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have him for, you know, at 10. That would be a really that would be. You wonder whether or not this if, if this were the worst case scenario, if this would just be the last time Jimmy Smith played football. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. He still plays at a high level when he no plays, doubt. so I don't know. But who I, knows what I the injury know. is, yeah, right? Don't know. We'll find out about that. We'll talk to Bo about it in a minute, but he's not going to have – we're not going to have more correct. information. Correct. Harbaugh certainly does yes. not know anything, and if he did, he wouldn't tell her anyway. Um, yeah, correct. In fact uh, – He already has yes, not comments exactly about it. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, he also – John Harbaugh said that Lamar Jackson is in the building, um, so – But I think for tests and stuff, I don't yeah, know exactly I, what that means. It's I, all I, purposely I, vague. I, I don't know, but – I, I presume that they don't... I imagine if he were feeling if, really if, sick if, and if, having if trouble was, with if, symptoms... If he was having any symptoms right. at all, they would not bring him back Correct. to the building for, for some of these things. There's just no way that that would be the case. So I think that's a good thing. Great Eights, speaking of good things, Great Eights Memorabilia is hosting a purple takeover at the Maryland State Fair. Ten current, future, and former Baltimore football stars will be in attendance, including Hall of Famer Lenny Moore. Also, Hollywood Brown, Ronnie Stanley, Adafi Owe, Ben Cleveland, and even more than that, they will all be there. You can get a ticket that covers your pictures and autographs with all 10 for just $350, which for any of you that understand this world, you know what a deal that is. Go right now to great8smemorabilia.com. That's great, the number 8, the letter S, memorabilia.com, in order to get your tickets. 
You can also get individual tickets with a particular player that maybe you haven't met. If you want to get a picture and autograph with them, you can do it that way as well. But great8memorabilia.com, great8memorabilia.com in order to get your tickets to the Purple Takeover at the Maryland State Fair. When we come back in, we'll go in the kitchen with Kyle. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converged on Kings Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Oh, thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Damn. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le champion. Chris Jericho. Le champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at pressboxonline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at 
Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR from the Press Box Studios. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at, oh, this one is Glory Days Grill. As right now, your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, they're hiring. You maybe are coming out of this and looking for a new gig and you've considered some things and maybe you want to go a different route, something along those lines. Or you got restaurant experience, management experience in particular. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. If you want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community, then stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available at your neighborhood at Glory Days Grill. Find out more at glorydaysgrill.com. All right, hit the button. It's time for Kyle in the Kitchen. Kyle in the Kitchen is taped in front of a live studio audience. Where the hell's your hat? I gotta go grab it. Struggle. Pick up the new print issue of Press Box today on the cover. Talia Tungavailoa, University of Maryland quarterback. He's got an opportunity to do something special this season. Go pick that up right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all. Pressboxonline.com. New print issue of Press Box available right now. All right, what'd you do? I have uh, touted before, I believe, on this program the uh, the delicious virtues of my broccoli recipe. I've tried to find ways to make vegetables delicious. It's a useful thing. I was raised on disgusting steamed vegetables that were mushy and left me gagging at the table like a little I don't care child. For, I don't care for mushy vegetables. Mushy it's vegetables really a, are no. perhaps no. the most important delineation between good and, and poor I don't, vegetables. I don't disagree with that. Um, and broccoli is one of the things that I think probably was the biggest disconnect for me as a youngin, a young sprite, where I would taste broccoli in like Chinese dishes, like beef and broccoli, mm -hmm. and be like, this is good broccoli. I could eat this broccoli all day long. What's Absolutely. going on? Right. And then I remember the first time I went to my buddy Nathaniel's house, his mother cooked broccoli that was like, wait, what, why, right. how, right. what's going on? Where, like, mother, why are we doing this? Yeah, sure. Can you fix this, please? Mm -hmm. And I've also talked about the virtues of roasting vegetables and what that can provide as far as flavor, simplicity even. This is a bit less simple than my green bean recipe, which is just you know, salt, pepper, olive oil, roast it kind mm -hmm. of thing. But it's not all that more complicated. The only ingredient that you would need for this broccoli recipe that perhaps you might not have is the finishing touch, which is a sweet Thai chili sauce. Hmm. So the method of operations, or modus operandi. Modus operandi, yes. You're going to get all your broccoli. You're going to try and uh, slice her off the the overall, what do they call it, floret, bushel? Yeah, what is it? The floret? Uh, What's the, the, well big, the, floret, the big thing? Yeah, the floret. The yeah. bundle. Bundle. Bundle? Oh, you mean the bottom part? The big part. The big, when you get the broccoli, right, in one the, big the actual, old thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I don't know what they call it. It's a bunch? I don't know what they call it, uh, honestly. I forget. It's a it's head, is it a head of broccoli? It might be a head of broccoli. Could be. Might very well be. So basically, you're going to slice it up in such a manner where... Each stem that's connecting to the overall larger stem, you get what I'm saying. It's a head of broccoli. You are going to separate that from the large stem. It helps to like cut off the base okay. of the stem so you have less to work with there. And you're basically separating the floret portion with its stem 
from the overall trunk. We'll call it the trunk. Sure. Well, I'm good with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So you're left with the various broccoli pieces. You're going to go a step further than that. You're going to have those broccoli pieces. So we're taking it off the trunk and having those pieces. The important part we're going for here is to have a flat surface on these pieces of broccoli that you will then be laying flat side down on your roasting pan or baking sheet, whatever okay. you want to call it. Okay. The goal here, of course, is to get a nice... I want to call it a whatchamacallit. It's fine. To get a nice browning on the stem itself, maybe a bit more crisp to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're going to do all that. You're going to have those mini, mini, mini trees. That's what we call them. And from there, you throw them in a bowl. Uh huh. I minced up probably five cloves of garlic. So that's about right, yeah. You, know, you never want to shy out on the garlic. People will call for one to two. They don't no. know what they're talking about. No, no. Disagree. Yeah. Strong disagree. Yeah. Five of them, they're about some big, some smaller, but there's mm-hmm. about five of them. Healthy dose of garlic. Throw that in your mixing bowl along with some olive oil, some salt, some cracked black pepper. Toss it around, mix it around, and then get your baking sheet. Preheat the oven to 425. I've said before, that's the sweet spot. Sweet spot for veggies, 425. Now, my girlfriend's oven, better than my oven for whatever reason. Why? I don't know what What kind of oven is it? It's like a magical oven of some sort? It, I guess maybe the convection of it is better, like there's better airflow. But like when she, when we, we, when we roast vegetables at her place, yeah. they crisp up beautifully, beautifully crisped. Like the florets will be like nice and it's not dry, but like they were, t- it's, it's That's very interesting. better than mine. That's very when interesting. When I do it at I my don't... place, it doesn't get the same crisp. I would get a better oven if I were you. Yeah, easier said than done. Uh-huh. So regardless, 425. Fin- we finally broke down and brought a microwave. After years had been broken? Well, we thought we could just get it fixed, and it was just too... It was, they're cheap enough these days easy. where it's just easier to get a new yeah, one, right? Yeah, that's what we did. So, 425, throw your broccoli pieces in, roast them for about 11 to 13 minutes. Okay. Did 14, maybe a minute too long. Mm. But 13, I think, might be the sweet spot. Okay. After said broccoli is finished roasting, I like to do a little uh, tin foil maneuver here. It's obviously sitting on foil in the pan because I'm not a monster so you, so who wants just, to just... you just pull your hat off and then... Yeah, correct. Yeah, okay. Not a monster who wants to roast directly on a baking sheet. Like, what are you no, doing if you're no, going to no, do no. that? Like, well, good luck cleaning it off. Like, it's a cleaning thing for me. You say that, but, like, I don't actually mind that all that much. I don't think that's actually all that bad, typically. I'd prefer to not have to clean the entire baking sheet. I understand that, but that doesn't actually bother me, and I think that it kind of adds a little bit when you... Yeah, all right, we'll talk about it another day. So, I take the foil off, and you can use parchment paper if you want, although I think 425 might be a little too hot for, for parchment, parchment paper. Parchment paper, yeah, that'd be tough. So, I pick it up on either side, give it a little shake, give it a little shake to separate the broccoli from the foil itself and get it all to slide down into Come the middle. Come on over, baby. We can shake, Into shake, the middle shake. of the foil as you're holding it and picking it up. Okay. And then you kind of get your bowl, whatever you're going to put it in, serving bowl. Let all the broccoli fall into the bowl. And as a result, all mm-hmm. that beautiful garlic. What are you, a cop asking me about my bowl? No, I didn't. A little bit weird. All that garlic is going to come with it. Maybe there will be a little bit left over. Get that garlic in the bowl. Scrape it off. It's useful. Okay. You got it all sitting there. And now the final piece of the equation is the sweet Thai chili sauce, so which, when added, 
gives it a sort of Chinese flair. I understand it. the thought process here. What I is just, your problem? My issue is with broccoli, it doesn't always fully retain the flavor when you do something like this. That's why you do a little bit more. You don't want to just like, you don't want to just only put a slight drizzle over it and assume that's going to coat it, right? I put a healthy drizzle on top, enough to be more than visible on mm-hmm. the top layer. Mm-hmm. Proceeded to mix the broccoli about, tasted it, not enough flavor. So I put another drizzle on top, mixed it about. Now, what you're kind of, the line you're walking here is you don't want to turn the crispy broccoli soggy. Because mm-hmm. if you use too much liquid, as a result, that will happen, right? So it's a bit of a dance. But, you know, as any good chef would do, you taste your work throughout to make sure you are where you want to be. After the second drizzle, did another mix. It tasted very much like the sweet Thai chili along with some nice roasted garlic. They got the black pepper, the salt. And my only critique, like I said, maybe a minute too long. Okay. Maybe a minute too long. The stalks were still crunchy, but... Rather than, like I mentioned, that desired crisp of the florets, some of the florets were a little maybe softer than I would have preferred. But I ate the entire bowl. I mean, I'm sure you did. I, I am. I struggle with this. I I like broccoli. I just do. I just like broccoli. I don't need in almost any capacity. I like plain ass cooked broccoli. The I want there to be time, more flavor than just. The only time I struggle with broccoli is to your point. The steamed mush. Yeah. It just doesn't do it for me. But even that, I'll live because I like broccoli. I struggle with this because, um, I, I like we'll make a uh, we'll make a like a like a rice bowl of some sort, right? Like sure, some it's rice, great. some broccoli protein, mixed in there, some, some broccoli, crunchy broccoli, something delicious. along those lines. Maybe throw in some carrots as well. Lovely time. And even with flavor, I'll still be the type of man that wants to put a few dollops of hot sauce in there. Sure. And. The Asian flavor is oh I forgot red red pepper red pepper flakes as well okay that's red an important flakes. addition as well once you're doing the toss in the, in the mixing it bowl could help. I just sometimes feel like I find myself saying I don't want any spice with broccoli mm. broccoli is not a spice it is better with I think the pepper flakes are better than hot sauce for broccoli. And by the way, one of my favorite additions, if I've got regular broccoli, regular broccoli, just salt and pepper, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm putting on there? What? Balsamic glaze. Yeah, I mean, something like that, absolutely. I think sweet, I think even a soy sauce, even a sodium-based sauce, better with broccoli than... And sweet Thai chili is more sweet than spice spice. by by far. I don't disagree that it's more sweet than spicy. I I frankly don't think there's very much spice in a sweet Thai chili sauce. If you're using a sweet Thai chili sauce that has particularly little spice. It's like the store-bought versions generally are not going to knock your socks off spice-wise. That's probably true. There's probably They're definitely sweeter than they are. I just think that I find myself saying the spice does nothing. It just does not in any way help the broccoli. I'm never going to argue with spice being involved. You say that, and I typically feel the same way. Like I'm I'm typically the type There's a difference between painful... Or uh, aggressive. I don't disagree with that. Even, but notes. I, I think some of the point of it is to get the kick more than it is to get the flavor. That's what I'm talking about on the and back even end. Even that doesn't really come the through. The pepper to me. flakes give you a nice back end heat where you're not overwhelmed by any stretch of the imagination. More so, 
reminded of the layers of flavor mm, present. I understand what you're trying to say. And I, I think understand. that um, the sweet Thai chili in, in particular for this, I think, is better than a you know a teriyaki or something like that, which would be fine. Mm-hmm. You could do fine with a teriyaki. Mm-hmm. But um, I just prefer it, it. It it harkens back to the broccoli you would get accompanying your general Shao's chicken, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where it's just sip, sip, sitting in the sauce, pick it up, eat it. You're like general Shao's broccoli. Oh, I yeah, dig yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and particularly the crunch of the roasting method combined with all of it causes for a delightful broccoli experience. All right. All right. And it will. And how many Ottenheimers? Like I said, due to the for the recipe itself, I'm very confident in the recipe. The recipe I love, I would it's my go to broccoli recipe. I will prepare broccoli this way for as long as I have sweet Thai chili sauce. Sure. Um, the execution, the minute too long made the florets a bit softer than I prefer, giving me a seventy eight for the actual dish itself last night, but the recipe itself, I'll give an eighty eight. I genuinely uh, stand by. All I had right. given this this recipe to Tim. Once upon a time, when I when I first espoused okay. the virtues All of right. my broccoli well, a few years back, um, this is if I'm entertaining and I need a vegetable for dinner, I might go green beans because they're just easier. Like you just literally salt, pepper, olive oil, right. throw them in the oven, boom. Right. But the broccoli, I think, if I was trying to flex on flavor, a flavor flex, if you will. I do believe the broccoli would be my. It was my favorite my member of Public Enemy. Was Flavor Flex. Yeah. That was my guy. The clock that was, was my, a little weird. Yeah, for yeah, Flavor yeah Flex, it's very strange. Right. Very strange. No, but yeah, I, I genuinely I, enjoy this dish. I believe right, next week, good. by the way, for those who have been waiting, because mm-hmm. I know this oh, I is know. the Beta inception. Breath, yes. The inception of this segment had to do with the chicken wings. Oh, okay. All right. You're so Friday, very next good. Friday, very good. Will be the chicken wings. All right, that's Kyle in the kitchen. It was also unless Jack figures out the honey thing, I guess. His last I think it was last Friday. Yeah, it was yeah. his last day. Uh, it was also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. When we come back in, we're going to chat with Bo Smolka, our Press Box Ravens beat writer. That's next. Glenn Clark Radio. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. We take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. We're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table now at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. 
redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. Hey everybody, this is Chris Ruling at Great Ace Memorabilia. The Maryland State Fair is right around the corner and we're going to be taking over with the largest Baltimore football signing in over three years. The Purple Takeover is coming to Timonium Fairgrounds for the massive Maryland State Fair from August 26th through Labor Day Monday. You'll have the chance to meet Pro Bowl tackle Ronnie Stanley, Hollywood Brown, first round pick Odafe Away, Big Country Ben Cleveland, Hall of Famer Lenny Moore, and many, many more from your football team. Tickets are are available at great8smemorabilia.com. That's great, the number eight, S, memorabilia.com. And remember, as always, be great. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover thomas kenzora profiles university of maryland quarterback talia tongavailoa and his chance to deliver the terps to big 10 prominence this year also inside bo smolka breaks down the ravens offensive line a look at coppin state's olympic connection and much more press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. You are out. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR. Hey, uh, congratulations to – I'm going to make sure I have this right. Um, con- yes, congratulations to Helen Marul. She did indeed. That's what I thought, win the bronze medal at the Olympics last night. Obviously not uh, a second gold, but given everything she's been through over the last five years, that's a remarkable moment for a Maryland native. Bummer for Matt Centrowitz. He's out. He did not even make the final in the 1500, so he will not be able to defend his gold medal uh, from 2016. Kyle Snyder onto the semifinals, so he's into the medal rounds as he tries to make it back-to-back golds himself. Helen Marulis, by the way, the first ever uh, American woman to win two medals in wrestling. So good stuff there. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models, a RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Joining us now, as he does every week, he is Pressbox Ravens beat writer, Mr. Bo Smolka, and he's with us here on GCR. Bo, it's uh, it's good to talk to you as always, my friend. I know it's uh, it's been actually a largely pleasant week weather-wise, right? Like you haven't had like any particularly miserable days out there, have you? No, actually, as as training camps go, weather-wise, this has been quite good. A little warm today, but the last couple of days have been spectacularly yeah, no nice. Doubt. You know, so no complaints at all on that front. Uh, the Jimmy Smith thing, clearly the headline today. Well, we'll get to Lamar Jackson. It's always the headline, but the headline from practice today. Um, and, and I get the point is, first of all, we don't know yet, and we can't necessarily be stunned by the idea that Jimmy Smith might not play you know, a full season because he never does. But if this is a particularly significant injury, if this is something that could prove to be like season-ending, there's no getting around how much that hurts the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, it's disappointing, but it's uh, – poor Jimmy Smith. It just seems to happen every year. But they were in a late – it was late in practice, and they were running a – seven-on-seven period. There was a pass over the middle to Mark Andrews. Smith was in coverage. It appeared they got tangled up, and they both went to the ground, and when they started to get up, Jimmy Smith couldn't get up, and it didn't look that he could put any weight on his right leg at all, so, um, you know, trainers had a look at him. They brought him off to the sideline, and then and then uh, they brought a cart out for him, and I mean, that's never good, uh, and so he was carted off, but you know, he's, I mean, he's a valuable player. He can play cornerback, and they've been moving him around to safety this year. If, if um, so it would be a significant loss. Jai asked John Harbaugh after practice. Of course, he hadn't heard anything yet. Sometimes they get word very quickly on these things if they know something. Yeah. But he didn't have an update yet, but it didn't look good. It didn't appear that he was able to put he was able to put little or any weight on his right leg. Um, so I expect this will be a notable injury for him, but we'll see. Um, and and without that, some other players are going to have to step up, whether it's another backup safety, backup defensive back who's going to have be asked to do more. Uh, but, you know, with Jimmy Smith, it, it it is the narrative that, you know, he's been hurt as often as not, and it's a shame because he's a real talent. But yep. it was just, you know, and it's frustrating for him. You can see the frustration on his face when, you know, when these injuries happen. The guy works hard, you know, to, to be ready, but it happens. And so – We'll wait and see, but it didn't look good. Yeah, there's no getting around that. And and to your point, like, I, you know, puts a lot of pressure on, say, Tavon Young to stay healthy throughout the course of the season, which is something that, you know, it's been hard to count on that being uh, a thing for the Baltimore Ravens, too. And this is, you know, I, I think it's a statement about the NFL. Like, you go in and you say, this this looks like an area of strength and depth for us, and that can change in a hurry. Um, that's just the reality of, of life in professional football, frankly. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Tavon Young so far has looked good. We talked to him the other day, and, uh, you know, he says he feels – like, he made a good point. He said you can't play in fear of hurting that knee or getting hurt again. You just can't play that way. So, he said he hasn't ramped up completely to 100%, but he's taking part in more and more drills over time and more and more 11-on-11 periods. He's getting more and more reps. So, he's looked good so far. Yeah, you certainly wonder with him. I mean, the guy's played two games in the last two years, and he's missed a full season before that. So, um, when he's there, and when he, he's a talented player, he goes up against bigger players. He's not afraid to tussle with tight ends over the middle. He plays bigger than his size, uh, and so he would be a you know they are. It, it would be a big help if he's available for an extended period because they they haven't had that the last couple of years, and they know what he's worth. They gave him a good contract three years ago, expecting that. So, um, but he's looked good thus far, and. You know, there's a, a rookie safety, Brandon Stevens, who they really like. And, you know, if 
if Jimmy Smith can't work into the safety role more, that's a guy that's going to get more and more looks. Um, Deshaun Elliott missed practice today, uh, and John Harbaugh said it was just an illness thing, but he also specified it was not COVID-related. Um, but Brandon Stevens with Sean Elliott, Brandon Stevens is getting a lot of looks, and Wig Martindale has spoken really highly of him. Interesting. So that's a rookie who I think could have a notable impact, um, you know, anyway, but his role might increase more if Jimmy Smith's not available as a backup safety role. Bo Smolka is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio, Press Box Ravens beat writer. Bo, of course, uh, that was the highlight of what happened today. Obviously, the other highlight is what didn't, which is Lamar Jackson did not return to the practice field, and this was the day that we thought he might be able to. It seems as though there, there's no reason for panic. It, it didn't happen today, but it still seems like it's, it's on track to happen in the next couple of days, correct? Uh, John Harbaugh said he is in the building, and I think – you know, I think he would have to have tested negative to be in the building. I'll quote me on that. But the fact that he's in the building tells me there's progress. Uh, he said there's more testing to be done. That's what John Harbaugh said when he asked about Lamar Jackson not being out here. He specifically said they're waiting on more testing and as part of the protocol. Um, so, yes, they practice tomorrow and then they're off on Sunday. Uh, we might see him tomorrow. I think it's uh, Gus Edwards who was on the COVID list. Did also was on the COVID list with Jackson. He did practice today, and frankly, he looked quite good. He, he did about his entire workload. Um, and John thought, uh, John Harbaugh had mentioned that he thought, you know, Edwards, he felt was in terrific shape given everything and get, getting on the COVID list. But um, Edwards was not one where they kind of eased him along. It looked, it looked to be that he took a pretty healthy workload for okay. his first day here. And then Justin Houston, they just signed the outside linebacker. He was on the field today. Now, Houston just did a couple of individual drills at the tackling sled, and then he went in with a trainer. Um, but John Harbaugh said that was always the plan. It was just a couple things they wanted him to see. I believe he was out there later watching toward the end of practice. So he just did a few individual things. They're clearly going to ramp him up slowly. Um, but so both Edwards and Houston being on the field today, were noteworthy. Jackson not being on the field was also noteworthy. But with John Harbaugh saying that he's in the building, um, that appears to be a step forward. With Houston, I mean, I mean, I'm sure that it remains to be seen, and you know, health and depth and all of that will play a factor. But do you imagine they brought him in as a rotational piece, or are they expecting perhaps? significant snaps on a day-to-day -day or daily game-to-game -game basis from Houston? I mean, I, it's probably early to project that, but I would, I would expect him to be a rotational guy at this point of his career uh, after, what, nine, ten seasons or whatever it's been. Um, and you've got, you know, Arapi Owe, who's doing a whole lot, uh, and I would see him being a guy. They really like the way Owe can set the edge against the run. I believe Owe is going to be in there on early down situations. Um, I just think they love the way his speed is, like the way they, the, the, love the way he plays the run. So that tells me always going to be in there early, and Houston might be a situational rush guy. Um, but again, he's been here for one practice and two, like two blocking drills. But that's the way I would foresee that probably playing out. Bo, with Lamar Jackson not being there, obviously you guys have seen more of the two other quarterbacks. There is this thought that there might be a competition for one job or at least for being the primary backup to Lamar Jackson. Knowing that these things might not just be decided by what it is that you're seeing and understanding that just maybe one guy looks like he's out playing, but he might not be the guy anyway, 
Tell us anyway, how have these two guys, Trace McSorley, Tyler Huntley, handled getting these extended looks with, you know, the ones and, and out there in the offense? And if you had to declare someone as being maybe a leader right now, who might you declare it to be? <laughs> Such a great question. Um, you know, I think both of them have had good days. Both of them have had bad days. And I don't think you can realistically say one has definitively outplayed the other. Okay. Um, and I think McSorley has been more consistent. I think Tyler Huntley, to me, has shown a bigger arm on deep balls and more um, elusiveness when the play breaks down or when he gets in the open field or on design runs by the quarterback. He just looks more more potential for big plays. Um, if it were me, honestly, I would probably if, – if you were only going to keep two, and I've gone back and forth on this all the time. First, I thought they would only keep two. Then with with him out, I keep maybe they'll keep all three. Yeah, and, the, and, and his and his vaccination status, Bo, is a is a has to be a huge part of this conversation. If Lamar Jackson is not going to be vaccinated, I, I absolutely think you have to consider that in how you make your roster. Well, it's a good point, right? Because if he were, I mean, it's a fair point. But I would say I would honestly I would give Huntley a slight edge only okay. because I see more potential for big plays with him. Okay. But there are also days where McSorley's a much better thrower. Um, uh, not that, you know, like yesterday, Huntley threw three interceptions in the span of, I think, five plays. Um, and that's what you're going, you know. So I, I think, like I said, both of them have had days where they look good. And both of them have days where they look not so good. Um, Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, had said these guys are getting reps that guys, you know, pray for and he's absolutely right i mean these are backup quarterbacks who are getting starting reps for what 10 days now um and that's not a luxury that a lot of backup quarterbacks have they've had every opportunity to decisively take over and say i'm going to be the number two guy and i would say neither of them has really done it they've both had highlights and they've both had low lights um and so the competition there continues but to your point when, when, uh, two weeks ago, I would have told you they're only going to keep two quarterbacks. And now, in the last two weeks, I've been of the camp that they're going to go ahead and keep all three. But to do that, that's a problem in a way, right? Because it costs now, you somebody else, right? Yeah. you got to cut somebody else. And let's say Jimmy Smith's injury lingers into the season. Now are you cutting a, a, a defensive back that you might have wanted to keep? Because in, you're in a Mon Marshall, a right. Yeah, or, are you like keeping a, or are you cutting an offensive lineman that you might want to keep because you're not sure if Stanley's that, whatever. So, it's always a game. It's always a difficult numbers game at the end. But as of now, I don't think there's one of those two has separated themselves as a clear number two. Sure. And my leaning would be to keep all three. It seemed that we had kind of moved past this with Rashad Bateman and his injury, but I saw that he was out from practice today. Is there a reason for concern there, or is this more just a make sure – he's fully recovered sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, I expect him to be out. He was out of the last couple of days, so I'm assuming it's just something that's lingering and nagging concern. I mean, I think any time you have a first-round draft pick who's missed two practices in four days, it's probably a little concern. And let's break it. They have three receivers who are out today because Miles Boykin remains out and Marquise Brown remains out. So now you've got three of what you thought were your top six, say, receivers who have been out two of them for a significant amount of time, sure, that's a concern. Um, I don't think the Bateman thing is is a, a, a big thing. Um, 
but I, I did expect him to be out here today, so it bears watching. Um, Brown, you know, John Harbaugh, when it happened, when, when Marquise Brown left, John had said, eh, it's just a nagging thing, it, it shouldn't be a big deal. Then he said, well, it might be more problematic than I thought at first. Not sure what that means exactly, but he's going to have, again, some significantly missed time. And keep in mind, though, they're all, Lamar Jackson hasn't been out here throwing with them anyway. Um, so, like I said to someone else yesterday, we're two weeks into training camp, and it's really hard to get a read of what this offense has because there have been so many missing parts. We've seen some talk. I mean, obviously, like this training camp, don't draw sweeping conclusions from it as a result. Haven't really heard a whole lot about Tylen Wallace. We have seen some discussion about Deion Kane impressing. Is there any reason to think there could be, like, surprise roster spots given to receivers that maybe we didn't expect? I mean, they. I can't imagine they're going to not. They're going to give up on a fourth round rookie draft pick. They just don't do that. Wallace is fine. He's 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 got good hands. He's been on the quiet side of the practices, I would say. Um, but Deion Kane has been has has flashed. You're correct. He's caught some deep balls. He's done. He's fared well in these one on one drills they do where they got to compete against the defensive back. I don't know. Deion Kane's in a tough spot because, like I said. Um, I think they're going to – they're not going to give up on a fourth-round draft pick for sure, and Wallace has, has a lot of ability. So, But if Boykin is hurt and has to – you know, if Boykin's hurt in an extended period, maybe that opens up a spot. Um, you know, I, I like – Duvernay has been relatively quiet, but he's looked good. He looked good on punt returns and so forth. James Prochet has looked very good. Um, so there's the, the numbers are tricky for a guy like Deion Kane. Um, and he's looked good. And I, if it doesn't work out well, he, if it doesn't work out here, he might be able to transfer this to somewhere else. But to me, at this point, I, I think he's played well. But I'd still be surprised if he makes the team just because of the numbers. Yeah, it's, simple it's, man. it's hard to it's hard to find the spot if the other guys stay healthy. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. And Bo, that might lead into the, what I was going to wrap with you with, which is. You know, as we approach the first preseason game, who who's the name? And and maybe it would have been Deion Kane. So if it was, you got to give me somebody else. Who's the name that is going to become the guy that frustratingly we're going to have to talk about more? Or maybe not frustratingly. Maybe it's the wrong way of saying it. It's just going to demand more discussion than maybe we we were prepared to have going into this thing when we were all making our mock rosters and predicting the fifty three. Who's the player that's jumped up the most as man? If you know, if he has, you know, makes a play or two in a preseason game, given what he's done in in practice to start training camp, this is going to be a name we're going to discuss that maybe we weren't expecting to discuss. Well, it, let let's preface this by saying if if Jimmy Smith's injury is a significant, and, and Deion Kane very well might be one. Let's say you know that first preseason game, and Boykin doesn't play, and Marquise Brown doesn't play, and Bateman is on a limited count. Deion Kane's a guy who could be out there for 40 snaps. He might end up making two or three great catches. And you're like, wait a minute, Deion Kane, who's this guy? Right. And then there you go. But Chris Westry is a, is a big, tall, six foot four defensive back um, who's, who's made some decent plays out here. And if Jimmy Smith is going to be out for an extended period of time, that's a guy that's been pretty much under the radar who I think might get a look. Um, Khalil Dorsey has gotten a lot of time uh, in, in the defensive backfield as well. He made a great play yesterday to punch the ball out of uh, Eli Wolf's hand, and it was inter- ended up being intercepted by Deshaun Elliott on a tip, and Elliott went for a touchdown. But 
Dorsey has gotten a lot of, even back to OTAs, he's getting a lot of reps in a lot of key spots. But I'm sitting there going, all right, if Jimmy Smith is out for an extended period, some other defense back is going to get his chance. And I look at Chris, Chris Westry, who's six foot four. Um, he's long and lean, but he, he, he's a guy that I could see making a play in the, you know, one of the early preseason games saying, oh, that guy, that guy's in the discussion now. I mean, it, it almost, you, you wonder how when you're a cornerback and you're six, four, you don't have more discussion. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost kind of crazy that that's the case. Um, guy to Kentucky played his first couple of years in Dallas, didn't really do anything, but came available and, and we'll see, uh, could be an interesting name. Uh, Bo, the, the schedule is practice tomorrow and then off on Sunday, correct? Uh, pardon me, there's a truck going by All outside. Right. There's a, out there, yeah, I think you said the schedule. There's practice tomorrow and then there's no practice Sunday. Right, that's what I thought that, that was going to be the case. And then we uh, start moving towards the first preseason game of the year for the Yeah, and Baltimore I'll point Ravens. out, so there's only three preseason games this year and not four. And, um, and so my understanding is they're, they're going to try to um, – you know, have the starters on a rotation count for those first couple games. Again, it's without that fourth game, the starters hardly ever played anyway. So I think I would expect, again, injuries are going to dictate this. I, Lamar Jackson's absence will probably dictate this too. Right. But um, I think we will see those these three preseason games played out in terms of rotations and play relatively similar to the way they were in the past. Interesting. Keep in mind, this is also the only home preseason game, too, and a lot of times teams try to, you know, have some guys on the field for the home preseason game just because, you know, people have to pay for tickets to these things, and so they try to work it out a little bit, so that'd be something interesting to uh, see how that plays out. But also keep in mind, this is, I mean, Patrick Queen, um, Justin Matabike, Prochet. Oh yeah, they no never played in one. Games last year. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point so too. So yeah. I think I think these preseason games are going to be really valuable for them as well as for these rookies because I mean I think some of those rookies last year you know that kind of slowly got up to speed. I think they were really they were really hurt by not having these preseason games. I know people joke about fake football and all, but for rookies, I think it's kind of a big deal for them to get a feel for it and. None of those guys had them last year, and I think that'll be beneficial for the second-year guys as well as the rookies this year. We will talk more about that next week in the lead-up to uh, Saturday night, uh, the 14th, and that first preseason game against the Saints. At B. Smolka on Twitter is how you follow him. Pressboxonline.com is where you see all of his stuff. Bo Smolka, as always, my friend, appreciate you taking the time for us. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week, all right? All right. Thank you, Glenn. Bo Smolka, Pressbox Ravens beat writer, checking in with us here on GCR. Again, we... Continue to wait. Any further word about uh, Jimmy Smith's status and um, when Lamar Jackson will return to the practice field, but we are assuming that it is imminent, uh, his return. Today's show has also been brought to you by Window Nation, 50% off all styles of windows, plus no money down, no payments, no interest for 24 months. That's two full years. 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. We are going to try to wind down. Uh, I'd say early, but it's, you know, normal time is really what it is. We just never do that. And I'm not going to lie. It's a selfish thing. It's because I'm headed back down to watch some tennis today. And so I want to go watch some tennis. Deal with it. Um, we're still giving you the actual scheduled time of the show. It's just that we're not giving you the overtime that we normally do. Tidbit brought to you today by Sports and Social Maryland tomorrow night. Derek Lewis is fighting. Big UFC fight tomorrow night. UFC 265. You're going to want to be there. 
$10 for an admission. Tables, I believe there's a couple still available. If you email events at sportssocialmd.com, again, events at sportssocialmd.com, you can find out about tables. Uh, doors are at 8. The main card starts at 10 o'clock, UFC 265 tomorrow night. It is the place to be. Sports and social is amazing. The menu is phenomenal. The atmosphere is awesome. they got the bowling alley right there. They've got uh, table hockey. They've got that giant foosball table. There's just so much going on there. And then on top of that, they've got some great fantasy football draft packages starting at just $250. Uh, includes your draft board, space for 12 people, two platters of 24 wings, four towers of beer, three orders of nachos with guacamole, and much more. And uh, you can even include, like, if uh, for a, uh, they have dynamic pricing to add certain amenities like massage chairs or to have a model host your fantasy football draft for you. And I don't believe it's John Colson. I, John, if, is there a price by which you would be the fantasy draft model for uh, Sports Social Maryland? Like, if they say it's dynamic pricing, what would be the number by which you would go be the pretty host for the fantasy football draft? What would that cost? 1200 bucks. $1,200. And John Colson, the most worshipful grandmaster, now what are you wearing? This is important too. I will consult with the people and wear whatever they what, want. What they're looking for. To, I mean, there's got to be wear whatever they want. Wow, that's legal. Wow, yeah, that's legal. Okay, that's what I was looking for. John Colson will be your pretty draft model for your fantasy football draft. To put the names on the board, all of those sorts of things for twelve hundred dollars. You are not getting that type of deal anywhere else. I promise you. That's why you got to email events at sportssocialmd.com or specifically I would email John C. at pressboxonline.com okay, if, you're looking, <laughs> if you're looking for that particular deal. And, and, and yeah, I think, I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm prepared to do that. I, I mean, for $1,200, I, I, might, I might undercut you if yeah. I'm being honest with you. I used to get these gigs. I used to, we used to have a, a business model where I would host people's fantasy football drafts. Yep. And like literally my... What what they would be expecting is for me to dump on there. Like, That's a terrible pick. You suck, Steve. You know, like I got some gigs like that over the years. That's funny. Where I was I was definitely not the pretty one. I was definitely it's not the same thing that we're talking about when we're talking about sports and social, where the idea is like if you'd like to have a, one of their models host your draft, they you know, you can do that. Um if you'd like to have me host your draft, we'll work on that price as well. KZ will do it too. Uh, and he actually knows what he's talking about, yeah. whereas I would just be like, ah, you suck. That's yeah, terrible. What do you know about anything? And I, I don't know what I'm talking about. What's, uh, what's going on in your world? You were wandering over this way. Enter our golf contest. I heard you talking yes, about 1, it. I know you've, talk, yeah. you've talked about that quite a bit. Mainly I'm here By the way, to I don't make even... sure you and Kyle are okay. I mean – uh, Earl, I just thought maybe oh, you needed some mediation show? or something. It seemed to uh, me it's, that it's very simple. That while just, Kyle was a little difficult just, this morning, I think you were really working just, out your anger because of what you well, did to Well, I mean, wife. I'm I'm mad at myself too. There's right, no but doubt I think about you, it. I think that came out. But it's it's the same thing. Came out to just Kyle. acknowledge. But this is I John, understand. This we've been doing this for seven years. I, I just get when it. you screw up, you say I screwed up. Your anger this morning comes from. Can we talk? But you and me. Yeah, oh, yeah, your, your sure anger this morning is coming from your disappointment in yourself. Oh no, it's this. No, it's not that. No, 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 no. You're, you're conflating that. I think you if, took it all. If this I was, think you took it out. If on this Kyle. was the first time. Oh, but I think you. would be you right took about it out that. On Kyle. No, no, I'm mad at myself. I assure you, I'm mad uh -huh, at myself. Uh -huh. The two things are unrelated. Uh -huh. Oh. When, when, when somebody, when I'm at the beginning of the show, uh, this is the the thing that I put up. I emailed you the log. You know what my thing background is in human to be behavior. 
no, tells no, me you're, you're reading wrong. You're reading that wrong. I'm. It's both things are true. How do you feel about this, Kyle? But you're. Wait, don't don't. How don't, do you feel? Don't Kyle? don't do that. I'm fine. Don't, tell don't me, do that. Tell I just said feel. no no no. I just said I want to go watch tennis. <laughs> I gotta get out of here and watch tennis. It's very simple. This is a lesson not just for Kyle. I want to make this very clear. Kyle <laughs> ends up being the. He ends you up. You just getting, told me to stop. No, he ends up getting the brunt of it because he's the one that's sitting right it's here. But me. he's definitely not the only person that's guilty of this. The last president was quite guilty of this. Oh no, we're we on need. To, or at least smarter than him. We. Though. I don't. There's necessarily. Well, uh, I think you might be right about that. I think you. Might I think be he's right a better marketer that. than Kyle. Yes, that part definitely is true. sexier too. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So enter the um, contest. That that part. I'm just saying. Whenever you screw up, when you screw up, just say I screwed up. Heard you. That, heard you. That simple. Just say I screwed up, and we can all move on. <laughs> Everybody can move on with their life. The defensive thing. I deal with this with my wife all the time. Just say I screwed up. When I screwed up. When I was the one that locked the door. After she said don't lock the door, I could sit there and be like, well, I, yeah, yeah, hey, no, just. You're right. I screwed up. I'll be right back. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I screwed up. And you've That's got your mask in your hand? Because That's we got to do go. that I now. know. We got to do that yeah, now. Starting on Monday. Can people still buy these? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, where were they? Oh, I have no that? idea. No, I th- I th- no, we took them down. That's, that's <laughs> we might want to think about putting them back up. Uh, we might want to think about maybe, that. Maybe. Got a mask mandate again. I prefer bud. they enter the contest. Yeah, that's important. Pressboxonline.com slash contest. Sign up to win. Uh, the 1899 Club. That's the grand prize. 1899 Club for Friday of that the thing, BMW Championship. I saw the inside of that thing. Oh, I, it is crazy. I don't care about golf, and I might well, want to. You know, like, there's if, a if giant it, buffet. You have all the food you want. It includes all the drinks you want. Yeah. It's, you just get to hang out. It's, and you get to hang out. It's air-conditioned. It has private bathrooms. You rub some elbows And then you wander people. out yeah. onto the porch overlooking three different holes. It's, it's it's awesome. Amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Again, golf is not my thing, but if you but you're doing that, if you need a date for the 1899 club, uh, if you're the winner of our contest, why well, you can oh, go to pressboxonline.com/contests and you need a date and for 1,200 bucks. I'll do that I, too. I, no, 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 no need <laughs> for 1,200 bucks. I will go for for free. You pay me nothing. I'll just go hang out with you and pretend like I give a rat's ass about the golf. Like I will do that in a heartbeat because that sounds like a hell of a way. And to you heard about Jimmy Smith, right? Yes, yeah, uh, we talked about Jimmy Smith uh, throughout the. You just came in here like you've been listening to the show. We've been talking about Jimmy Smith. For like I, the had last to, half I had part. to. I actually do some work for a little while. So well, I that just, is that I is just unique. saw. I just saw the feed. And just, was, just acknowledge, acknowledge that you screwed up here. That's what I'm asking for. I just, you to- screwed I just up. told you that I had to step away and do work. Screwed up. All right, pressboxonline.com/slash/contest is the yes. important thing. Pressboxonline.com/slash/contest. Sign up, and uh, you can win our uh, prizes for the BMW Thank Championship. You. And if not, go to Sport and Social and just watch it. I mean, that's a good. That's, that's cool too. And we have some exciting announcements that we'll be making. Oh, we do. Can we start like just yeah, no, teasing? No, we, why don't we do that? We can tease. We've only got three locations. Set I up saw too. that. I saw that. That's crazy. We are going to be doing some exciting stuff in the fall that is going to be it. awesome for just you. Just say it. Say what part of it? Who it is? What we're going to be and doing? You, you want to go that far? Yeah. I don't want to go that far. I do. Yet. Glenn I, likes to, Glenn likes no, to no, milk no. these let's, things. Let's, roll, let's, let's, let's ease up on that. He's let's do just some say, a little, you know? all I want to say right now is we are going to be giving you an opportunity to rub elbows with Ravens Glenn players. Clark. And Glenn Clark this fall. And Ravens players. And going old school. And we're going to do some, some content related to that. Yeah. We're going to have some specialty shows, and we're excited. we got a great uh, couple of partners. And instead of one place, with? we're going to be moving it around yep, the market. Gonna so it's going to be town. in your Traveling circus. Traveling circus. It correct. is. Correct. 100%. And now, I, my transportation will be provided as well. Correct? No, you're like, welcome. There's going to be a limo coming to you. provided by your car. <laughs> Damn it. 
damn it. I don't know if we can work Never. that out. We can work I'm it out. Not, I'm not the all funny thing is I don't drink anymore. The so funny it's thing not is a, it would end up being more. It would end up being more of a pain in the butt. Being oh no, 100. percent I just didn't want to get there, and I'm waiting for a car to arrive. Hey, but anybody out there has a limo service and wants to work with us? We would love to work. That would be a great partner <laughs> that we'd be looking for. But yeah, we will be doing. We will be getting back into player shows yeah. this fall, and we're really excited about it. We have partners lined up and. A starting Ravens player, at least yep. as it stands now. I'm 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 excited about it. I'm yeah. genuinely excited about it. And his and friend, correct. And we'll be bringing out guests. Like this is the way that like we used to do player shows. Old school player shows. We're they aren't gonna, around anymore until now. We're gonna start doing them again. And um and as John said, we're gonna be moving them around. We're coming to you. Is the way this is gonna go. Yeah. We're not asking you to come to us. We're gonna be doing them all In over the area. So you there will be one, and we're gonna in, implement a charity aspect to we'll it. We'll say this: it's eight shows. Yeah, we are it's at right now. Shows. As of right now, we are scheduled to do a show every other week of football season. Yeah, and they're all over the area, all over the the greater area. I mean, we're not talking about like you know College Park or something like that. We're talking about the Baltimore area and yeah. the extended Baltimore area. Um, but the various counties, we're we're coming to see you. We are really excited, excited about it. Very we excited. are very, and this is a cool thing and a lot of work. Um, but we're uh, excited to do it. We're excited. That's to do why it. I had to stop listening. Just so you're clear. All right, I'll give you a pass on that. Right, <laughs> I want to go to tennis. I do really want to go to tennis. Chain with Chris, and you'll see tennis. why. Yeah, right. Uh, but we're excited about that, and we will we will make a f- more formal announcement. Uh, John John always wants to. John's like, let's do it. Let's, Why I, not? I want to make a formal announcement. I want our partners to be involved with okay. it. I want there okay. everybody to be. You're so professional. I want there to be some bang for our buck there. I don't want it to be like you know. I don't want to just give it away. So like, I shouldn't have just posted it. Oh boy. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right, pal. Have a great weekend. Okay. Have, have we'll a great see, weekend. We'll see you guys. next week. It's John Colson, most worshipful grandmaster. Yeah. Wait, I don't. heard that, I'm but not, he said, "Remember, not, love each I'm other." Not, I'm not. Again, Kyle asked me the day of the pig roast. He's like, "Have I ever really pissed you off?" I'm like, "No." Like it, for a minute, I I have to do this, and then we're fine. That's the way that it goes. Just, just when you screw up, acknowledge that you screwed up. That's all. Tidbit brought to you today. I didn't do tidbit. I forgot. You screwed up. <laughs> acknowledge it. Tidbit is brought to you by our friends at uh, you know what uh, Great Eights Memorabilia brings you tidbit. Speaking of opportunity to rub elbows with players. Uh, the Purple Takeover at the Maryland State Fair is going to be a great opportunity for you to do that with Lenny Moore, with Hollywood Brown, with Ronnie Stanley, with Adafi Owe, with Ben Cleveland, and even more than that, 10 players in total are going to be there. And you can get your tickets by going to great8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, great8smemorabilia.com. If you do that, then what you can do is get one ticket that covers all 10 players. And it's 350 bucks, pictures and autographs. And I assure you, there is no deal like that in this entire industry. Does not exist. So get yours right now, great8smemorabilia.com. Tidbit of the day. Preseason football's upon us, folks. Thank Jeez. God. Last night, of course, the Steelers and Cowboys squared off in what can only be described as real football. What if I told you, for those who gamble on preseason football, A, that you have a problem, and B, Correct. you might want to bet on the Baltimore oh, Ravens. They, they do tend to win those games. No head coach since 2005 is more profitable than is Ravens head coach John Harbaugh, a whopping 33-15-1 against the spread in preseason contests. Uh, profitable, I'm sure, plays somewhat of a role into this. However, the Ravens and, well, no NFC or AFC North team, I should say, fell into the top 10 of the highest-valued NFL teams 
this year. Uh, Cowboys, $6.5 billion valuation. Patriots at $5 billion. The Giants at $4.85. The Rams, $4.8. And the Washington football team at $4.2. Those represent the top five I saw that the other of day. those. Yeah. However, the Steelers are the most valuable AFC North team at $3.43 billion. Uh, the Ravens, 3.4 come in second. You know, the Browns and Bengals are both bottom four at 29 and 31, respectively. Yeah, but at worth what? Yeah. I, I mean, like, come on. Still 2.6 and 2.275 yeah, billion. Yes. Uh, the Ravens figured to generate some interior pressure this year, despite the addition of Justin Houston. However, no Raven ranks top five in interior defensive line pressures in the past two seasons. I say that because, well, last night Cameron Hayward and Stefan Tuitt were both members of the team playing, and one of the two teams playing, Correct. in last night's game. They rank second and fifth, respectively. Okay. Not that hard to figure out who ranks first, but I'll still have you Sure, guessing. Aaron Donald. Yes, number one is Aaron Donald, who are three and four. And, and this was just for... 2019-2020. One of them Um, just got paid. Just got paid. But I don't know if that was yesterday. Yes, that's the that's what I'm not. Um I mean I I was gonna guess T but it was it's probably not TJ Watt because he's an exterior. He plays. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. He is. Um it was in the past two weeks for this player, so excuse me. Past two weeks? I don't remember who got paid in the last two weeks. So you're saying specifically interior linemen? Yes. Calais Campbell. I said no Ravens on the list. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember you saying Maybe that. Maybe you should try listening. No, nah, I screwed up. I acknowledge it. Well, I don't know that. I need to know that you didn't screw up first. Okay. But if I, if you, if you, if you more didn't, often than I did. not that we checked the tape, but. Yeah, but those are th- that's discrepancy. There's room for discrepancy. There's no discrepancy. I started it by saying, things. the Ravens figured to generate a lot of interior pressure yeah, this just season. Because you despite wrote it, the addition of Justin, Hu- I didn't write anything. I freelanced this. Despite oh. the addition of Justin Houston, however, none of their players rank right. in the top five on this list. All right. All right. All right. Well, I mean, you're saying that I'll choose to believe you, but I don't know that. <sighs> Leonard Williams. No. <laughs> interior. DeForest Buckner. He ranks fourth on said list. He is indeed one of the five. And the the other one's the guy that got paid. It is. The other one is the guy that got paid. That just got paid. It's Chris Jones? Nope. It's. It is not Cy. Grady Jarrett. Nope. Did he get paid? I don't know. I don't. I'm telling you, I don't remember who got paid. So that's not helping me. I would try and remember. Thank you. Very helpful. He got paid more than seventy million dollars. That'll refresh your memory. Brandon Graham. Nope. He's also an edge, I believe. Well, I don't know. Solomon Thomas? No. It is Solomon Wilcox. Ah, that was my next guess. Son of a bitch. Um, Akeem Hicks. Nope. You might end up having to tell me because I don't. I want to go. I want to go watch tennis. Maybe you should be better at guessing. 
You might, maybe I should be, but I'm not. So tell me. Jonathan Allen for the Washington oh, football he did team. Paid. Son of a bitch. $72 million dollar extension, do, $30 million yeah. guaranteed. He ranks third in All this right. category. All right. He did get paid. I do, And I do remember that. I just I blanked on it. All right. Very good. Tidbit was also brought to you by the Stan Fan Variety Hour. And and you know what? That's great because Tubular is brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. And those two things tie together quite well because C3 American Exteriors is who brings you to Stan the Fan Variety Hour this week. Stan, Ross, Boog, Pal, Rick Dempsey talking baseball. And then Stan, Gary Stein, and Aaron Wilson talking football. Both those shows available at the videos tab at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or at pressboxonline.com. And, of course, all those shows brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. Here's what's coming up. Totally tubbler-wise, Orioles Rays for three this weekend. All on Mass and Two. Tonight at 7, Ryan Yarbrough and John Means. Tomorrow at 7, Shane McClanahan and Spencer Watkins. Sunday at 1, Michael Waka and George Lopez. It's Jorge Lopez. I'm very aware. I'm very aware. Thank you. It's, the, it's actually the comedian, George Lopez. I'm more excited start. about that. Yeah, making the start. Uh, Olympics, lots of gold medals uh, still to be had this weekend. Uh, tonight, 10.30 for the USA-France men's basketball game. I am to understand that it will actually air on NBC. It's not just going to be a Peacock thing. It will air on NBC tonight at 10.30. USA at 3.30 a.m. tomorrow morning for the USA-Spain women's water polo gold medal game. I know you can't miss that. Um, the... The baseball gold medal game is tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. I am to understand that one is not on TV. The USA and Japan, maybe they'll flip over to it on something, but it's on NBCOlympics.com. Kyle Snyder goes for a gold medal tomorrow morning on the Olympic Channel. The with one class, right? Yes, because they have one gold medal in all of wrestling. Uh, he is facing Abdul Rashid Sadulaev, I think, okay. in uh, the uh, gold medal match at uh, the Tokyo Olympics. Um, and then tomorrow night, uh, NBC at 10.30 for the USA-Japan women's basketball gold medal game. And then overnight tomorrow night on USA, 12.30 a.m. for the USA-Brazil women's volleyball gold medal match Ooh. as well. So lots of gold medals still to be had. Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies. There's two of them this weekend. They're both on both ESPN and NFL Network. No, he's not. He's been in for years. You goof. I know. We've done it already. You are a goof. There's 6.30 tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night because there's apparently like 1,000 players in, in going in tomorrow night. And then Sundays. So tomorrow is the the 2020 class. And I guess part of like the special class is also going in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday is just this year's class that's going in. So sure, Troy Palomalu, right Peyton Manning, the whole group. And I, like maybe there's some world in which they move Palomalu to Sunday if he can't make it. And it's just a whole thing. But Who would give your induction speech? Uh, who would give my induction speech? You can't say Hootie and the Blowfish. you got to be one person. Oh, man. That was exactly who yeah. I was thinking, too. Son of a bitch. Um, I guess it would probably have to be the person that means the most to me in this business. I'll do it. Um, I guess it would probably have to be the person that's had the greatest impact I'll on do me. It. So, yeah, I think Rick from Reisterstown would be the choice. <laughs> it would be Johnny Holiday would be the answer, but it's never going to happen. So, and unfortunately, yeah, it's what it is. Um. Anyway, those the that's that's the main stuff. That's the 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 closing ceremonies are not on TV. Like they'll re-air them on NBC Sunday night. You got to watch them on Peacock if if that's the type of thing that gets you all hot and bothered. It certainly does not me. Just uh, gets me bothered. I'm not. I hot stay yet. cool. I, you know. Non-sports highlights. 
Got some good streaming stuff. Uh, Ted Lasso, of course, season episode three of season two streaming. Now I've yet to watch any of them, so maybe I'll do that I've, this weekend. I've enjoyed them. My girlfriend and I are watching The Wire, so like... You gotta, there's always you know, that wire. will always be there, correct? Yeah, but she's hooked now. So it's like, if we're going to watch something, it's going to be The Wire kind of thing. Whatever. Uh, new show, uh, Mr. Corman, that has Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, season one, episodes one and two are streaming on Apple TV. It's supposed to be pretty good. Netflix, something called Hit and Run, a new show, streaming now. Uh, Suicide Squad is streaming on HBO Max, if you are interested well, it's also in, in theaters. watching. Yeah, yeah but I mean, like... why would you do that if you already pay for it and get it for free? Oh, is it? It's a free one. I oh, because so. all the it's the Warner Brothers deal. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it is. So yeah, you can watch yeah, that's that. That's a dumb bit. Like, is it though? I'm not complaining. But it's yeah. If you're an HBO, I get it. I get what you're right. saying. But like, it's supposed to be a major blockbuster. They got probably got a good deal should, of money. You should go to the theater to see it. Like, oh, it's, you just can't. You cannot Ooh, have Glenn. the same experience. You can't. I'm sorry. I'm Glenn. I trust me. I watch a lot of movies at home. When we weren't able to go to the movie theaters. But if it's a movie you care about, you should go to the theater to watch it. It's just a different experience. Or you can watch it for free on HBO Max. Jesus Streaming God. now until September 6th, I think. All right, all right. Anyway. Uh, do, do Sunday, there's the UFO, J.J. Abrams documentary. The episode one of that is on Showtime at 9 o'clock. White Lotus is supposed to be very good. I might check that out at some point. HBO, 9 o'clock, if you're into that. Stuff and things. Check it out. LenClarkRadio.com. All right. Very good. Thanks today to uh, Dr. Zach Benny. Thanks also to uh, Bo Smokel. We'll get that. And Kyle in the Kitchen up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Jeremy Cotton. Thank you. Uh, I would assume nothing less. And then tomorrow morning, bat around uh, Paul and Zach talking baseball, 10 to noon. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. New episode of Jobbing Out available right now. If uh, you go to the radio tab, click on the Jobbing Out logo. You can find it there or just find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including our friends at the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, the Maryland Five Star, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports Social MD, the BMW Championship, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go Birds. Go USA. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.